you go. Mm. What are we listening to? We are listening to Ray Fa Si by Tipica mm. Victor. I thought it was LTV. And part of the reason is because on the show tonight we have Alex Krebs. We and did do? you know what his favorite musical note is? Ray? Yes. <laughs> it is Ray. Hi, Mish. How are Hi, you? Mish. Mishy. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So the video um, that him and Oliver are making, those videos are really fun. They are hilarious. How was your day? I like my day was good. I actually went to the park and I thought I might catch the end of um, cherry blossoms, but I was already too late. <laughs> it was all green. What oh, happens bummer. to all those pink leaves that fall all over the floor and it's all covered like fairy tale for a bit, but there was not even one like clue of that left. I know. There's something called wind, Chico. It's really? amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean they disappear. <laughs> they well, I guess somewhere. they disintegrate or something. <laughs> you know? So fast, I was so like bummed. I'm like, worst case, the leaves will all be on the ground, and it was not. There's a tree a few blocks away, and about a month or so ago, it was pink, or maybe a little over a month. And. By the time I remember, remembered to show it to Sharon, it had already turned green. So it budded in pink wow. and turned green. Yeah. The ones in our... So she called me a liar. Husband. She didn't talk to me for three days. <laughs> Fucking asshole. You know how hard it is to be in the same apartment with somebody for three days when they don't talk to you? <laughs> it's pretty hard. It's actually heaven. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. All right. So that was my... Refa si for our friend Alex, his favorite note. Ray, it's the one after do. Mm-hmm. I thought it was called. <laughs> or, I thought it was pronounced do. do. It was do. <laughs> we had the same fucking joke. It's terrible. <laughs> this show is going down. I know. <laughs> um, Your joke level has gone down to mine. And that's, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This is happening too much. <laughs> so I've been Mish. learning. Hmm? Yes. So what oh, did you were saying hi to me. Have you been learning? Yes. Well, I'm sure, like most of us, we're cooking a lot, and I've been doing some master classes with Thomas Keller. And last night I made mashed potatoes, and you know I really love to make my mashed potatoes, and I'm pretty good at my mashed potatoes. And you I love Olga. your sucky mashed potatoes, I know. Um, but I went, I used his technique, which is to smash them through a strain, uh, like a wire mesh screen. Yes. And it makes them extremely pureed. Yes. And that allows for them to absorb the fats much more. So they were, they were pretty darn good. I do That's say why so. Mine is always better than yours. Do you smash yours through a, a screen? I don't smash it through a screen, but recently I made it with uh, one of those hand blender things. Like, mm, I, mm -hmm. and I was trying to do something fast. I was actually making soup. 
and I um, microwaved the potatoes because I decided to add it last minute. Mm-hmm. And I learned this technique where you wet them and put them in the microwave for a couple of minutes. And then they're like, and then I I wanted to mash it. And I'm like, I'm just going to use this hand blender. Vroom. It came out and I almost didn't put it in the soup because it tasted so good. Mm. It was so pureed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a killer way to make mashed potatoes. Well, Neeraj has also been studying Thomas Keller cooking techniques. So we've been chatting occasionally on Facebook about, he sends me photos of his, of his dishes. It's pretty cute, actually. Uh, I've got a cooking aw, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Mashed potatoes, I usually go the hard way. Chico, be careful. Remember, we don't know a lot yeah, of these yeah, people, yeah. so I you don't want to engage. <laughs> so, is Mishka Nicole in? I haven't seen or heard of heard from her in a while. Oh, we, we did speak before, but you changed your picture. You're a cunning one there. Hi, Mish. Hi, Mish. Volume? Mish. She's muted. Maybe. She's here, but we can't hear her. Yeah. So that's an interesting sentence there. That's two forms of the same word. What do you mean? She's here, but I can't hear her. Oh, yeah. How did that it's make you feel when you were learning English, Chico? Well, I'm still learning, Adam. <laughs> so is that confusing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm... Yeah. She's here. Uh, Mish, there's a little her. red button on the app that looks like a telephone. Press that button, and then it'll give you the option to unmute. Do you still bike every day, Adam? I did yesterday. Today I was hungover, so I didn't. Um, do you? Um, <laughs> what was the hardest thing about learning English, Chico? Oh, I have no idea. I was way too young. I don't remember. Can you hear me? I think. There we go. Yes. Hi. Good. Great, because I didn't want to hear Chico's dumb story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was just remembering what was hard about it. God damn it. <laughs> what was hard? I'm curious, actually. Actually, what was hard was that my mom insisted that we speak in English while we were learning it. Because, I mean, she speaks uh, really good English. Mm-hmm. And that annoyed the hell out of me. That was the hardest part because I didn't want to speak English with my parents or my brother at home in English. So I was finding ways around for her to forget that that's what she wanted to do at home hmm. for us to practice. Yeah, that was the hardest thing. Besides that, it was easy. It's just so, yeah. It was at hi, school, Misha. so it's hi. so methodical. Evan is waving hi. He hi, would Evan. join, um, but unfortunately I did some laundry yesterday. Because my dog rolled around on a dead bird. And somehow Evan's phone ended up in the wash. But I didn't realize it until I took everything out of the washer. (laughs) So how did that come out of the wash? (laughs) It came came out really clean but not functioning. So he doesn't have a cell phone anymore. Does he strike you when he gets angry? (laughs) (laughs) Adam, that just made you so uh, happy, that joke. Uh, yeah. But I might give him the earphones at some point so he can talk to you as well. Oh, so what's so going nice on? To... Well, not much, you know. 
just same old what everyone else is doing, cooking. Yeah. I have a dog, so he does occupy our time taking him out for walks. And you're a part That's of some nice. online dog groups, right? Um, I volunteer at the local dog run, but, uh, you know, the city shut down all of the dog runs. So there's not much to or Actually, there's nothing to do right now. Um, so we just have to wait until we find out when they open up again. So, I see. Yeah. So everything's on hold. So mm -hmm. my parents have been, um, so in Turkey, anyone above the age of 65, they uh, were told not to leave the house. It's illegal for them to leave. And wow. it's been a month and a half. They let them out for four hours this past Sunday. And my dad, like through the month and a half, he was like, I'm getting so annoyed at people who have dogs because they have an excuse to go out. <laughs> so every time he looked out the window, he's like, God damn it. <laughs> it's like they're rubbing it to my face. That's like, oh, oh, we have a dog. We can go out. Did they, oh, did, they, did they talk about how it felt to, to go outside not after, after being inside for a month? That's crazy. Uh, they talking did. to Sabina about that because Sabina's not leaving her apartment either. She's not? No. I wow. like asked her a couple weeks ago when it dawned on me that she like I I thought about it because I played board games with her a couple of times and I was like it sounds like she's not leaving the apartment so I asked her and this was a couple weeks ago and she said she had only left the apartment once like at nine o'clock at night to go drop off a birthday card for her dad and I was wow. like dude that's crazy. Yeah, yeah when Emiliano crazy. was on the show, he said that he was had been inside for 26 days or something, 46 days or something crazy. Mm -hmm. I go out every day. I do too. I go out. Me too. I, I mean, I Almost have to. Almost every day. I've got to take the dog out at least four times a day. Well, I have to take Sharon out once a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's as close I'm going with that joke, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you have to live with her after all. I mean, I think for the sanity, yeah, for a lot of people, just getting outside <laughs> a little bit. And in Buenos Aires, it's like they're totally under lockdown. Oh, really? Like, mm -hmm. not, they can't leave the they can't leave their places only at for all. essentials, and like they need to have they need to be like with like I I don't know how they you prove it. it, but didn't somebody once tell us when they called in that you need to have like a grocery list in your pocket or something to prove that you're gonna go grocery and, shopping? And, or and France, I think in France it was like in France before you left the house to go grocery shopping, you would have to send in something like that. It was almost like basically sending in like a permission slip or something. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then you would print it out and put that in your pocket. So if you were out and you were stopped, you had something to show for that you you had you had requested permission to go outside. Yes. Um, so I'll what else do you do, Mishi, lately? You like shows. What show have you watched that's interesting? Oh yeah, days? you know I watch all my shows. Well, it's funny. Evan and I finally started. I watch a lot of shows by myself, so there are very few shows that Evan and I will watch together. But we finally settled on a show, and we decided to watch The Wire. We had never, we had ah, I started the watching Wire. that too. It's so good. Yeah, We're it's on good. Season three now. I got uh, stuck yeah. in season two. Is kind of a lull for me. I'm taking a break, but uh, oh, really? It's season an amazing three show. Is a little, is a little bit of a lull, hmm. but yeah, it's really good. Um, 
I'm surprised that I had never really started it before. So I watched Sharon and I the other night watched Seinfeld's new special, Twenty Three Hours to Kill. Mm-hmm. And I've I've always liked Seinfeld, especially the show, but I've this is really good stand up. I was really surprised he's he's actually um funnier than I was expecting. It was oh, good. Yeah. yeah. He gets a little dark and he gets and he swears a little bit, which is very unusual for Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't mind dark. I mean there's a lot Yeah, of... me too. Dark is I need to check I... that one out. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's good. I, I I was we weren't planning to watch the whole thing. Because she was oh, going to bed, but we ended up watching the whole thing. It's tw- it was good. How many hours you said? The Seinfeld. It's just one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just one hour. Yeah, but it will. Oh, it goes by God. really fast. Uh, so I did have uh, Ben Bogart, dude. You guys got to hear this. Ben Bogart is very professional. He had. He's gonna play for us shortly, and I think he's gonna do like a hard eight forty-five. Just so you guys know. Nice. Because he has himself. He's got himself and Winnie and his sound guy all going through his some sort of contraption through his iPad. So when he calls in, all three of them are going to be together. I don't think the sound guy is going to be on the call, though. I think he's just going to be monitoring the sound. But it's um, very elaborate what he said he had to go through to make this work <laughs> to his wow, to his uh, liking. Yeah. It's so cool. when he calls in at 845, I've never done this. I've never been on your podcast. Um should I uncall myself so he can call in? No, because we have two. Uh, we have a total of four lines, one of which Chico owns. Okay. So that leaves us with three. So now we have two remaining, and he's going to use one. Okay. So when he's playing, you can mute yourself, Mish, if you want. That's okay, what okay. I do when I'm listening to it. But mm-hmm. then when it's time to cheer, I unmute myself. And the mute button is the same button as the call-in button. It cool. looks like a red phone now. If you press on it, it's oh, yeah, yeah. Up okay. or mute. I'll mute myself. So um, another, yeah, yeah. No, really quick. Um, another a documentary you should watch on Netflix, which is I think was produced by the Obamas, is um, the documentary about how um, it's called, I think it's called Crick Crack. Um, it's basically how the handicapped rallied during the seventies and eighties to basically get themselves hmm. recognized um it's it's really good it's a really good uh documentary hmm. cool i'm noting these down i so like okay i'm, I'm, I'm muting myself stuff. well he's not here yet Why? he's not here yet <laughs> i want to hear a crazy mish story or a funny yeah. You're like, tango yeah, we story hear from mish because i think you have can i yeah. give an introduction sure mish? okay hold on wait give me one second um because mish has been around in the community for a very long time. Mish was one of the people that when I first went to Triangulo, I was like, what, how do I put it? Um, you know, like nervous and shy and hoping I would get a dance with Mish. Um, so she's been around since my early days and your early days. And um, so she's been through a lot of interesting New York tango stuff. So mm-hmm. I want to play for Chico, uh, for Mish. Um, oh, man. Okay, that that buildup sucked. Okay, so I want to play, <laughs> I want to play Misha's story walk up music kind of thing. <laughs> and tonight we have Misha Fires <laughs> with a New York Tango story. Hello, Misha. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having <laughs> me. <maybe. laughs> you guys are so cute. 
sound this is what i do with my time man i make videos and sound <laughs> i love sound. that this is not a zoom so it's like you have to imagine everything in your head what the other person is doing that's talking yeah to me you. too i love that Very about cute. this i love it and you can take it around the room with you you don't have to sit in front of a computer <laughs> yeah we don't um, want to know which room <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll wait for Ben to drop. No, so so it's so funny that you were like asking me for a funny story. It's like, wow, I really had to like rack it back in my brain. It's like, I mean, other than funny stories, it's like I have so many good memories of tango. I mean, I started tango for everyone that's on this podcast that doesn't know me. Um, I'm currently 47 years old. I started tango when I was 29, just about to turn 30. And I started at Triangulo, which was then down in the meatpacking district in the Triangle building. So this is way before, you know, as Chico and Adam has probably told you I stories of back place. when meatpacking was like, you know, all the tranny hookers would hang out on the corner. And, <laughs> well, and that's why I started. A... That's how I found out about Tang. I was hanging out on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you were uh, frequenting the SMN club that was in the basement of the Triangle mm -hmm. building where where Triangular was and, and where all I you ended Tango up. people were so weird. <laughs> I think it was called the manhole. And oh god! I mean, and, I, and actually, <laughs> what, well, that was the funny thing is, is that when, so I only I heard about um, Tango through a friend of mine, Francesca, and when she gave me the address to Triangular, she didn't tell me what floor it was on. So I ended up going down into the manhole and was like, I don't think this is. Like, and the man behind the counter was just staring at me like can I help you I'm like, for tango um he was like oh that's up on the third floor sweetheart and I was like okay um but yeah so that was that was back in the day so yeah and then so my story of how I got into tango was my friend told me about tango I had taken tango in college but I had taken stage tango and what and well because we took like that a in college well because i was a theater acting major ah, so we did a whole okay. semester on all the social dances everything wow. from renaissance all the way up to swing hmm. lindy we did it all um learned a little bit of each um That's but the tango cool. that we learned was your very cheesy you know rose in the mouth take you know four steps turn the other way like it was very it was very Stage like um, my friend was a year below me and so I had already moved to New York had been in New York for a year then she moved and after a couple of months she called me and she was like girl she was like I found something I think you'll like and I was like what she's like remember when we had to take all that social dance she's like I started taking tango she's like you got to come check it out so I was like okay so she told me about a milonga and I was like, what's that? She's like, oh, you'll see. So I remember going. I ended up in the manhole. But then I got up to Triangle on the third <laughs> floor. And I'll never forget, like, literally from the time my hand pushed open the door to, like, hearing the music already and then opening that door and, like, seeing a bunch of people just dancing with each other. And there was something about literally the music and it was almost like pushing open the door to like your, like a very 
to put it in a woohoo way, it's like I literally opened a door into my life. Like hmm. I just something like literally was like it felt so familiar but so new at the same time. Hmm. And I was mesmerized, like just totally mesmerized. And I just stared at people's feet all night because you know what else I remember. <laughs> it was about so beautiful place? watching feet. I was like so mesmerized. I remember um, walking was... up that staircase. Yes, in the yes. staircase. It was like this whole, and you know, I guess maybe because I was coming from the theater, it felt very theatrical. It felt, you know, it had all these elements of just wonderment and, you know, it was just all very, it was just, it was sultry, it was mystical. It was a lot of things. And, um, you know, and I just, and I remember my first impression was being very mesmerized by people's feet dancing Mm. and, and the music. I had never heard tango music. Um, and I just sat there and literally the next day I started classes and I became, but I was very poor at the time. So, um, Karina had made a deal that I could be, you know, her aide and work the door on the milongas and, you know, work the classes and check everyone in, um, in mm-hmm. exchange for classes. And so I remember you doing that when I started. I literally started the next day and I couldn't stop. I was taking classes. You know, she taught, she had two milongas a week, plus she taught several times a week. So like literally my life just in one day became tango, like for <laughs> really, really yeah. a long time and just got absorbed into it pretty quickly. And and that was back in the day, you know, as you two know, I remember I remember clearly both of you when you started. Um, Man, you were one of the friendly faces to me. Yeah. Sabina treated me like shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny, it's so funny to think about that now. Well, yeah, she was treated so welcoming. <laughs> she treated everyone like shit. That was good, man. That was funny. Chico got so pissed whenever I would dance with her. She's like, why are you dancing with her? Don't mean you. Oh. Right? You know what? She won't even say hi to me. Oh, my God. Oh, Beanie. Um, She probably treated me like shit, but I was like, whatever, bitch. She's going to become my friend. Um, So, yeah, she became my best bitch, so she still is. Um, It was funny. I actually listened to all your podcasts, and I think I heard a podcast where someone brought up the teddy bear company. So the thing about the teddy bear company was – Karina had a yes. friend who was French and she worked at or owned, I don't remember, maybe she worked at a teddy bear factory and she knew of some space inside of it that was good for dancing. And so they would sneak up into like this secret loft inside some teddy bear con- um, factory and would dance tango. Um, this was before my time, but that was the story behind it. And Karina had a teddy bear that she still kept that was like, her foray I believe um it's been a while my memory is failing these days but I believe that was sort of like her her early early days of like getting tango yeah I was so surprised when I heard of that like I had I it was very recent it was in one of the podcasts that Adam did correct on their tango on on court maybe yeah it might have been uh Jackie might have been Jackie because she'd been dancing since the 90s and and yeah, the teddy bear factory. I had quite a few people from the old days on. Yeah, I remember that. So Ben is here. Yay. Hey. Okay. Yay. Hi, hey, Ben. And Winnie. Hi, Ben. I'm guessing you're Hi. with Winnie. Hi. Hi, Hi Winnie. Hello. Yeah, Misha, you know yes. Ben from way back in the day. I know. I was gonna Providence say, days. I do. I do no, I know Ben way back, back in the day. I knew Ben before, yeah, before Ben and Twee got together, so... 
Yeah. 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 Providence is one of my most lovely memories of the early tango days. I mean, me too. That's where. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Providence every New Year's, going to Providence once a month. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thought I would have spent. Yeah. I never thought thought I would travel to. Sorry, Adam. We're speaking at the same time. Go for it. No, I was just gonna say, like, who'd have thunk we'd spend like four New Year's Eves out of our lives in Pawtucket, Rhode Island? <laughs> but if I was a fan of baseball the way I am now, I would have crossed this fucking street because that's exactly where the the Reds. Even though I hate the Red Sox, that's their mini minor league team plays <laughs> right across the street. It's okay, but but you know the most amazing. We lived above the studio, right? So like we would like chop onions or whatever, like make dinner, and then the the stadium would erupt in applause. That's and it awesome. Was, like the most amazing. Wow. Just, like it was just like there's a whole stadium cheering for us. As well, like, that's amazing. Yeah, it was great. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and and now, I think it was way more than four years of going there. Yeah, it was ten than, years. I yeah, feel it was a lot. It was a lot all the way until the end. Yeah, I don't know, man, because Chico, we spent at least three flights on New Year's Eve going to Buenos Aires. We've had no, five. You guys missed several of the New Year's. We still... That's not true, yeah. but I We've... feel like we missed one, maybe two, and then we were like, you know, fuck this shit. We want to spend New Year in Providence with friends. <laughs> Let's stop going to Argentina on New yeah, Year. Yeah, I mean, Let's go after. we did a lot. We did do a lot. I DJed one, I remember, because I got a lot of shit because I turned all the lights off at midnight and put on these blue lights. <laughs> And back then, whenever you did anything like weird or different slightly, like people were so uptight, like Soren, when he, he was like back when he was a beginner and he was really opinionated, not that he's he's still really opinionated, but I really like Soren. I'm just fucking with him. But but um, I remember everybody was like, what are you doing? Why are you turning the lights off? And I'm like, because it's New Year's and I want to try something different. I don't know. But that's one of the few New Year's that stands out because everybody remembers the lights went off. I kind of remember that, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The rest are just a fucking blur now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to mute myself so Ben can play. Ben, give my love to your family and to tweet. I will. Yeah, nice great to hear you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for calling in, Mishi. I love you both. Thanks, Mish. Mwah. See you soon. We'll play games. Are we playing games tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah? All right, cool. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Chico, give my love to your other half, too. Likewise. All right. Yeah, tell Evan we said hi. All right. Ciao, ciao. 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 That's good. That, that answers one of my other questions that I was going to ask right away, which is, are we allowed to cuss? Which, of course, it sounds like that's not an issue. Only I'm allowed. It's, it's, really, it's really Winnie's <laughs> question. I was just passing around. <laughs> Kids are mad. <laughs> so, Winnie, you have kids, too? Yes, I do. Two of them. One's turning 12. The other one just turned nine. And wow. it's bedtime, wow. but they're listening to this. But we can still oh, cool. I will That's clean awesome. it up. Oh, yes. They're all the kids that we're listening right now, I believe, are kids of musicians. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we're all good. <laughs> so they're drinking beer and they're good. Well, we are. <laughs> and they're serving. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, Ben, how old are yours now? Sorry. Mine are, oh my gosh, five and eight. Wow. Wow. Five and eight. It's crazy. I don't think you guys even. No, we've never met. We've never met them. Ah. No. A, Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, well, but I follow on Facebook. I see Tui's posts, so it's very cute. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. They do say a lot of uh, memorable things. The darndest things. <laughs> can't say the darndest things. So did you say you had a question for us, Ben? No, no, that was the question about customers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, today I had to go to I had to go I had to go out. You know, you never want to go out. You never go out, obviously, because that why would you? And uh, I would have to go. Then I, my five year old ran out. She goes, "Wait, are you uh, are you going in the car?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She's okay. Uh, are you taking a mask? And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "Okay, okay, you can go." And she left. So they're taking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think kids awesome. are. Kids might be adjusting to this. More easily than than a lot of us. Definitely. It seems like it goes in waves. I mean, um, but I will say that that I mean I feel really lucky to be stuck. You know, we're at home, right? But not not alone. You know, I'm here with with my 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 wife and my kids, and so like it's kind of it's easy to think of it as quality time, right? Like it's it's really yeah. Great, like in a lot of ways to have this. We would be on the road. Like we would be. Uh, right now, Taos. Ta Taos. We would be finishing up in Taos, New Mexico, with Adam and Chico. And is that right? No, we would be heading to Taos, New Mexico. Something. Yeah, Chico. Yeah, did you know they yeah. were going to be there? No, I did not know you were going to be there. Yeah, that, that would have been, been awesome. amazing. No, God, God damn, it. damn! Now I'm even more sad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again. It, it's been tentatively rescheduled to a date that probably will need to be tentatively rescheduled again. Right. Okay, we better <laughs> schedule around the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of work to make. I feel like we're going to be really busy when this is over. We're, we're going to be like working our butts up because we got a whole year to make up for, and a lot of people are going to be cra Waiting craving. Tango, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I hope that's the way it goes. It seems like that's, I mean, people are, it's been nice to see how the tango community is kind of sticking together. You know, people are still. Mm -hmm. well, Absolutely. You guys are doing this. A lot of people are putting stuff out. Uh, James, James has the Saturday Night Milonga. James O. Oh, yeah, James yeah. O. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Philadelphia is doing a virtual tango festival on Memorial Day weekend. And then she brought in a Next lot weekend. of art, artists and professionals for that just to help support. Meredith's been doing an amazing job. Oh, I should check out. Is that, is that, yeah, is that and she has lectures one? every Wednesday that are amazing people that she brings in, like, really, like, good lectures, interesting. And some are, like, professors and... Uh, she actually had Bassam tonight. Yeah, she had Bassam tonight, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And the festival lineup is amazing. So there is, yeah. like you said, a lot of people are putting a whole lot of stuff out there, which is great because it's keeping people connected. Yeah. Yeah, and amazingly, too, that people are staying connected. I mean, I think it would be really easy now to just, you know, turn it off, right? But well, is, I mean, but it speaks to the community. I think it speaks to this being more than. Yeah, I don't want to exactly. Say just a dance. Just a dance yeah. 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 And I think like a lot of I mean, I'll speak for myself and probably Chico, like some of us in tango are in tango because we're social animals and we love community. Um, and even the introverts need community and that's why they're in tango. So it's really like you said, it boils down to just having that community. And that support. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. It lifts me up to like do something and get connected with with people, right? I'm like I plus like we're so like fucking good said, at it, but... you know. <laughs> about, about about which part? <laughs> about which part? I'm confused too. 
<laughs> Communication, I think, is what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam, for every time I want to say something nasty, I'm going to say ice cream, okay? No, you say whatever you want. <laughs> that, that fucking ice cream is fine. <laughs> Would you rather us cussing in front of your children or reminding them that they want ice cream? I know, really. Yeah, we which one? Ice cream. Ice cream. We do both all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you have a CD coming out. We do, yeah. It's coming out. This Friday. This Friday. Yeah, it's very exciting. La la próxima traición. Tell us more about it, please. Tell them about it. it. Is it really a CD or is it digital? Well, you can get it either way. Um, We were not going to put it on any streaming service, but we got forced into it by by the system, uh, which is fine. Uh, So it will be there, but it'll be there late. The the actual CD and downloads you can get, though, from us starting starting on Friday. Well, you can get them now, but they'll come on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, the CD, it's going to be great. It's a duo CD that we recorded in Buenos Aires. at Fort Studios and in October, you know, before this whole mess uh, mm-hmm. started. And, and the CD is called La Proxima Traición, which is the upcoming betrayal or the next treason, um, which uh, conceptually for us was about using music for more than just playing music. You know what I mean? For more than music's sake. Like, not, not that that's not enough, but we thought that we could do more. Um, so the, the betrayal is like betraying the role of the musician or the ego of the musician or whatever it is there but um the world like changed right in 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 december and then in the u.s in march and and the whole betrayal feels like a whole it seems like sort of weirdly appropriate in that in a <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah and you guys were going to come play for us in october yeah we we're going to come play for you in october but we'll we'll know well sorry to tell you you're fired <laughs> yeah no we I have know. no idea we would love that it's still on no, so i, I, know. I, think, I, I think it's still on calendar right now sure yeah We'll, can, we'll cancel a week. Uh, I mean, Don't worry. August is still here. August is not canceled. August yet. so far hasn't been canceled. But I mean, in reality, like, yeah. we, actually start, we have an event in June that still hasn't officially canceled. But I mean, you know, we're going to have to do it ourselves soon because. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So anyway, so we have set up this whole system here so we can play music together. Winnie is at her house on the east side of Bloomington, and I'm at my house on the west side of Bloomington. So we're all both in Bloomington. And then we have Pascal who is with us, helping us um, sound good when we play, and he's in Chicago. And we're oh, all, wow. um, he's mixing. And we thought maybe, can we play some some music for you? We would love yes, that. Please. And I also, I, I, I'm also just amazed at how you managed to arrange to have this all organized on your end as well, just having everybody go through your iPad, I guess. Oh my gosh, uh... it goes through so many devices. Uh, <laughs> 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 sucking up all the electricity. It was sucking up all the electricity in the house. No, so, I mean, what happened was, right, we, um, uh, this is worth, you know, for the musicians, it's worth thinking about. Like, we, when we realized that we weren't going to be able to rehearse anymore, like, on the last day of rehearsal, I sort of went home and started researching how we could play together. And, and we found this, uh, this software um, 
that was designed for university collaborations and playing music together that, that we were able to adapt to start rehearsing. And then from there, we realized, oh, hold on, wait a minute. If we can rehearse, we can probably make the sound go somewhere like out. So we, now we play still. We continue. We've been playing uh, live on you know Facebook uh, for I don't know almost a year now, isn't it? Like it's been a long time. Feels like a year. And maybe it feels like a year. Maybe yeah. it hasn't been a year. It's been two weeks. <laughs> it's been about two weeks. <laughs> long before. Well, I mean, definitely it was before the the you know the, the stay-at-home period, and then. Um, so we're, we've been able to keep doing that. And then you guys were like, hey, be in our show. And I was like, sure, that should work. And then it was like, we had to, there was like a whole app and iPad involved. So there's, a whole <laughs> You're like, <laughs> there's like a chain of like cables. And it's pretty amazing if you could see the picture, but it's all right. You don't need to see it. So the cable um, arrived today, right? Yeah, yeah the adapter. The adapter. work uh, for being on your show arrived today. And I, I was skeptical, but it did work. Like a real tank. Okay, we get to drink during the show. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. So, well, Winnie, let's see if this works. Uh, Okay. We'll play a song that's not on the CD. Why? (laughs) Because that's what we picked to play first. Okay. Uh, All right. How'd it go? Oh, Thank you. 
guys yeah, sound guys. like you're in the same room. Wow. wow. Rain, tr- rain tree? No, it's, 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 it's a really clapping. It's a shitty, that's what I was going to say. It's a shitty clapping. A good clapping sound is hard to find online. I don't know why. But um, yeah, that's the best I can find. And it's find. funny. I've been telling him it feels like there's a faucet running in the background for a couple of weeks now. So I'm so glad Someone you said that. I was flushing the toilet as we wrapped up that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Ben. <laughs> you caught me. Um, I mean, hey, if the Supreme Court justices can do it. Um, the, oh, man. No, this is, yeah, this is great. So uh, we got to hear Pascal's voice for the first time. Did you guys hear that? Pascal said hi. Oh, no, I did not hear. Pascal, say hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Pascal. <laughs> yes. That's enough, Pascal. That's enough. Pascal is our son. He's taking He's over the show. show. He's taking over the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys. So, so, so I'm going <laughs> to, you should have people, maybe they can tell us their opinion on this as they, as they uh, listen. Um, but <laughs> we live in, so we live in Indiana. Can I, can I tell them? Wendy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Waiting any day now. So we live in Indiana and in Indiana, um, where we live, uh, in, in Bloomington houses are, are, are far apart and they have yards and, um, and there's like ample space and fresh air it's not like houses. New York. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Winnie has a neighbor who has been sending her nasty emails about her piano playing, um, and so I could see, because I can see actually, you know, we have a Zoom thing going on. We can see each other. I can see that Winnie's playing, trying to play quietly so she won't upset <laughs> <laughs> I'm so messed up by this email. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm embarrassed to tell you guys. Dude, nine o'clock tango time is like eight in the morning. We right. haven't even dressed ourselves yet. Get a fucking grip. <laughs> well, that is part of the reason people move out to the middle of like, you know, and into areas like that is so that they can um, stay away from complain them. about their neighbors. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. That's true. You guys, that's right. You guys live in a much more populated area. Are you saying that you think that people Excuse me. Complain less about their neighbors. Well, if if you were gonna complain about your neighbors living here, that's all you would do. Yeah. You know, so like you just kind of like learn to, you know, and everybody's pretty respectful. But but if you hear noise at nine thirty at night, you just deal with it for a little while because it's you know it's a city. It's and it's nine thirty p.m. (laughs) Fuck's sake, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same issue here, actually. It's not two in the morning, but you know, that's all right. Um, so Winnie, do you dance? Yes, I do. Oh, so I'm the trying. music you guys choose to play, you both think about dancing and decide also like for dancers and for as a musician's sake, or yes, you guys so decide the first? The played is so funny for both the dancers and the musicians. Yes. It's mostly hmm. funny for the musicians, I think. Cause... Yeah. If it weren't funny, he wouldn't have done it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I can so also can you tell imagine us more about I know that? how... Sorry. No, sorry, Chico. Yes, you know, like, you're Biagi. Everybody either love or hate the accent in Biagi because it's exactly where you don't need it to be. And it makes mm-hmm. you look bad because you might have missed it or whatnot. But, I mean, imagine Biagi was playing in, in his gig. If he has gigs, he should be playing every night, every night the same fucking song. Great. 
same fucking chords, same fucking songs. He has to do something else to like switch it around just for himself, you know. So, so I, as I was memorizing that, Ben and I would memorize everything. As I was memorizing it, it was hard because he changes everything all the time. He's bored. He's obviously bored to be playing the same thing twice. So everything is a little bit different. Like every return of what you thought was the same is not, which is why it's fun for the musician and fun for the dancers. Mm-hmm. It's, also, it's also funny for the musicians, and I think also funny. I mean, actually, I don't know what people how people react to Belgica these days, but but I still hear the same reaction on the on the dance floor overall when we're playing it, which is you know, uh, uh, it's just like a oh, oh shit. <laughs> 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 when I when I used to take privates from Robin out in Queens at his apartment one afternoon we we played that song on repeat and we just walked around in a circle and we just memorized all the accents I, it seemed like we did it for hours I'm sure it wasn't quite that long but I just remember you know how Robin gets when he's like kind of in that mischievous laugh mode where he's like yes. hey, you know <laughs> <laughs> and it was just every time we would miss it he'd, yeah, you know he'd give us a little <laughs> chuckle <laughs> of course, I can't wait until the day when we can play with you seeing us playing it. It's just yeah. like the dancing. Yes. Yeah. You know where the accents are, but you've got to hide it before it happens. Otherwise, <laughs> you give away the joke. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way. That's great. So we have, we should hide it uh, in the same way the dancers would. And of course, the more you hide it, the harder is it, it is to execute, you know. You, you need yeah, a of course. Time before you execute anything, but you hide it. I love hitting those kind of accents and because I used to, I think a lot of dancers, we used to hit those accents in a more exaggerated way because the accents are so, are so exaggerated. But mm-hmm. I love hitting those accents nowadays in extremely like minute, subtle ways, like just a shift of weight or, you know, very, very subtle uh, r- recognition of the accent. I think it's really fun. See, that's what I was doing, Ben Bogart. I wasn't being. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> I could feel it. I could tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that. That yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That's it's. It, in a way, it feels so much more musical. There's something about the accents in Diaggi that, that that they're still a little bit mysterious because. They're not loud. Like, well, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell what's loud actually in old recordings, just because it's all compressed. You know what I mean? But uh, it doesn't seem like they're playing them loud. What happens is you, if they're just like crisp, but then mm-hmm. they like ring in a very dry way, which is they're all kind of things that don't go together. And trying to get that sound on an instrument, and then trying to get that sound um, on it, two instruments instead mm-hmm. of like you know twelve is 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 pretty fun as well. I think. Like oh, under the pinch, under so the pinch. I have a question. You went to the conservatory and you trained with uh, Juan Dañon, right? Me, yeah. Which, like, yeah, Ben, sorry. Uh, maybe, <laughs> Winnie, you have that too, background too, but the, we don't know, huh? <laughs> I said, no, I said, Winnie is playing Ban now too, though, but she is. Oh, but, really? Uh, but she didn't go, cool. she went to conservatory first, something else. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you both went to a conservatory for tango music specifically, or you were trained no, in other... I went to Eno classical music. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I was in the Orquesta Escuela de Tango Emilio Barcarce in Buenos Aires, which, you know, was the, oh. for a long time, it was kind of like the, 
it was the only school really that that had uh, a, a, an orchestra program. Uh, there were there were kind of two schools. Uh, mm. Now there are I mean I mean I don't know now I guess there are none. But like um, last year there were fifty or sixty or maybe a hundred. Wow, jeez, like that. yeah, that's yeah, that amazing. Really and it's you great. just got it got in at the last moment, right? Because don't they have an age <laughs> restriction? Oh yeah, age wise, <laughs> yes. I almost aged out. That's very true. Um, <laughs> They, I, I thought you meant the other thing, which is also true, which is what is that? Of, like just well, so, okay, oh, because so, you have to be good enough to get in. Is that what? Yeah, yeah, I was something? five out of five oh. when I got it. Was, <laughs> it's like no, but um, it was really they were really dramatic about the whole thing. They they came out and they said, okay, we've accepted four Bandanian players into the program, and they named all four of them and they all came up, and then they're like, and we've accepted one more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I was totally despair, and it worked you out. You were the bonus. They're like, we should have fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, apparently there was some discussion about it. But I mean, you know, I went to Buenos Aires. Like, I had been playing bandoneon for a couple of years in the United States. I was uh, driving down to New York to take with uh, Tito Castro and, and, and Hector del Curto and, and Juarina and uh, you know all the bandoneon players around at the time that I could get to. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the it. It, uh, I, I thought I kind of had an idea of what was going on because I was like dancing and I knew the music fairly well. I was DJing and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm gonna go down and do this thing. And then I like walked into the room with all the other people that were uh, you know, auditioning and everybody's warming up. There's like a big warm up room. And I'm kind of looking around at all these like 20 some year olds. So like 10 years younger than me, I guess. And and no, not quite. They, they were like five years younger than me. And, um, and they were all like playing in a way that I had never heard anybody like play Bambinion live. And so I was like, I'm oh, screwed, man. You know? Shit. Oh, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I moved here for this. Shit, I thought I would get in. But, <laughs> but it worked out fine. I mean, I planned to go to Buenos Aires for two years and we lived there for seven. So it, it was. It, it wow, was I know. Fine. I remember that. Yeah. Which year did you go? 2007, I think. Wow, it's amazing between 2007 and now, like how many more schools have evolved. Yeah. It's crazy. So what my question was going to be to you guys is when you started playing tango, which orchestra's music was like, was there a specific orchestra that was harder to play? Oh. Or was there a specific arranger that was harder to yeah, play? Yeah, exactly. That would be more correct way to ask that question, I guess. I still think, well, um, there's the, well, every style has something that's difficult about it. So um, I think when you start, you're, if you're looking for like uh, basic success, so basic success to me is like, uh, let's say like, 80% of people are cool. Like they hear it and they're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like mm-hmm. um, that's fairly easy to achieve. Not easy, but it's like, you know, the same amount of effort to achieve that in most styles, except maybe Biagi. And like that is actually really hard. Everybody says that Dienzo is just, you know, chunk, 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 and kind of like throw away uh, music, at least from the musician's perspective. But I don't find it to be that. I find to like really get that sound um, takes a, a, a lot of effort. But, mm. I don't want to say that, it, like, um, you, it seems like it should be Pugliese's orchestra, but but somehow that 
somehow I think we've listened to that in a different way than the other orchestras long enough that there's there's some some kind of intuitive connection to what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like Ben said, they're all hard for different reasons. You know, for me, Fresedo was hard because it was gross. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Was, was an old fat guy in his like. Uh, speedo, what is this? I love what? beach with margarita and some Wait a minute. chicks. <laughs> you got this image from his music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vibraphone. It's the vibraphone and the harp. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There was Biagi was hard too. Biagi was hard because it was hard at that time to get four of us feeling the same steps, so to speak, of the, mm -hmm. the Biagi jokes together. And if it's not together, it's not very funny. It's just like mm -hmm. it's not I'm never gonna hear Fresedo like the same, by the way. I'm never gonna hear Fresedo <laughs> the same ever again. Like I'm gonna hear a Vita Mia, the sweetest song in the world, and I'm gonna think of a fat guy in Speedos now. <laughs> that's good. That's what, that was Winnie's goal. That was that's what oh, she man. told me she wanted God to think damn about, it. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Minnie. You might have even inspired him to dance in speedos next time. That that that'll happen. for a double chin in his pictures now. Oh, well, his it? voice is very clear. Yes. Wait, whose voice was that? Hola, Louise. Oh, Louise, hi. you sound like you're speaking in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard a phone call come this clearly in yet. Yeah, can uh, you app. lower a little actually, or or tell uh, us how you yeah. do it? Yeah. Well, um, what you can do is you can get an employer who needs to get you to work, so he'll ship you the world's fastest Wi-Fi, and that'll take care of all of your ah, problems. Oh, wow. Well, before we continue, I, want, I, I would like to ask them to play another song, and then I would like to ask Winnie some questions afterwards about her, how she got into playing tango from classical. But I was hoping oh, you guys okay. could play another song first. Okay. Play you a little waltz, eh? Okay. Luis, do me a favor and mute yourself just in case. But stay with us. I muted. Where are we? <laughs> like it. Who, who is this? That's all right. Okay. Luis. Thank you. 
<laughs> rain tree, rain tree. Again, man. Every time. Every time we play, Adam has to go to the bathroom. I don't know what to do. makes him want to go pee. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> always washing the hands. Yes. I have to say, guys, it sounds fantastic, and yeah, not just like how you're playing, but the audio sounds also phenomenal. If you're wondering, mm -hmm. so it paid off that you worked hard on connecting through. <laughs> However, you did it, your magic. Yeah, we call it magic. It's it's it is magic. It is magic. It's very precarious. I have to say, and glad we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> So Winnie, you um, yeah. you play, obviously you play piano, and you play very lovely and wonderful. And you're, you said you started off uh, classically trained. And how did you, did you decide to start playing tango because you started dancing tango? Is that what led you into that? You know, come to think of your five out of five story, Ben Bogard. Mine is a sort of a air and a spare kind of story too, <laughs> a reject story for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, Basically, I started as a classical musician like everybody else in Hong Kong, you know, middle class classical pianist, little kid who do everything. Uh, it never sat well. I didn't play any of the songs nice, didn't want to perform. I was terrorized by my teachers. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> I was lucky enough to escape to Canada where everything you do, people say, well, that's great. That's <laughs> wonderful. How did you do that? It's like, wow, nice people here in Canada. I like it. <laughs> I actually play more piano for you guys since you actually like it. <laughs> so I started playing for choirs and, you know, be like a useful classical musician. And then I went to college and couldn't really, didn't want to hack it as a like a piano major kind of music school person. It was like, that's too many notes. I can't play it. <laughs> too many notes. I can't do it. It's too fast. I can't do it evenly, you know? So I went into composition. I came out as a composer, like of the contemporary modern sort. You know, we write big orchestra pieces, little pieces, anything that wow. is scratchy and, you know, all that cool modern music that you hear sometimes and played a lot of piano on the side because I wasn't technically a pianist. I was a composer, you see? Hmm. <laughs> so I had a complex about playing the piano all my life. And uh, right. after that, you know, there's no job in this world really for modern contemporary composer. Especially really? if I married <laughs> another one. <laughs> oh dear, you did. Oh wow. Too, oh. too many in the household. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so my husband did get a real job in a university. And then I looked at it, it's like, you know, wait, there's got to be something else I can do. Maybe it's the piano. <laughs> so, so I went to take on a lot more work as a pianist. And at that point, I was going downtown. So I taught people how to sing in a choir, taught clarinetists how to play clarinet, taught people how to read music taught people how to listen to classical music and, you know, everything else, like a 7-Eleven, your one-stop shop of a classical musician. I wasn't just a pianist, so to speak, anymore. And then it slowly, slowly took me this downtown route to thinking 
of a definition of a musician to be more than a composer, more than a classical pianist, more than Brahms, more than Beethoven, more than all of that, to it could be anything that could connect people or to make people happy or see a reaction out of people when you make some music, you know? Mm -hmm. Then you don't just practice in a room by yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was, I suppose, the, the warm-up pad for my path to tango. Then I had children, and children get you socially isolated. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm, yes. <laughs> things like stroller moms, they have words for them. So I was a stroller mom. Out here in Indiana, it's miserable. I do not recommend mm. it. <laughs> I did not have a good time. Bored out of my skulls. Don't and do it, so, Adam. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try. Bored <laughs> <laughs> out of my skulls. And so one day we were in Portland traveling with a family because that was my only way to get out of this stroller mom thing and with the family. And then I say there's a $5 tango dance class downstairs in a yoga studio in Adam Cornette studio in Portland. We taught there. We, we taught there, yes. Hey, <laughs> 2014, yeah. were you there? He had in us June? there, I don't know, Around a couple that years time. ago. Yeah. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> it, it wasn't was me. I didn't do it. No, it was earlier than that, I think. Maybe 2000. Yeah, so I was there. And Adam 12. was my first teacher the first week. And uh, we were just holding my... Uh, and I was holding my husband's arm first and walking like a dinosaur back and forth in the studio. And that was the coolest thing I had ever done that year. So. Did your husband <laughs> stick with it? He, I think he did. As in, I would think? go to Milongas <laughs> more likely than he would. Of course, when I go to Milongas, I play music. But he uh, would go because he knows that's our way to hang out still. Okay. Hmm. Like we, you know, he, we're not you know, stage. We're not very fancy dancers or anything. But we're mm -hmm. like useful dancers. Is that the word for it? <laughs> useful. Like I like that. I like that. Me too. Me too. So I've heard you say you dinosaurs... Fat guy in speedos and useful dancers. It's, I'm getting a lot of interesting. That's <laughs> just the beginning. This is what it's all about. I love it. It's awesome. Amazing. Right. So the dance brought me to the music, and okay. the, within the first week, I was in North Hall with like a mm. hundred some people for the first time. I, I was absolutely shocked. I didn't know that Americans would leave their television and go to like a place with no TV and listen to, you know, cracking old recordings and dance together. Tall people, young people, you know, yellow people, brown people, white people, short people, you know, like just Asians, girls and girls, you know, everything was mixed up. I didn't think America was that advanced culturally <laughs> to handle the situation. <laughs> I was so impressed. And then, <laughs> A live band went on. It was Charles's band, Redwood Tango Orchestra. Back then, mm. um, when they when he had a girl pianist, I still don't know her name. I should look. A girl pianist playing in the Redwood with Charles coming up. That was the first time I saw the band Neon, and first time I saw a female pianist that hot. <laughs> She's we'll definitely hot. need to figure out who this is. Right. She's hot. <laughs> Because she was playing that piano and the piano and herself was on fire. 
I, I was a solo mom all these years. It was my second kid. My second kid was two years old. I was like, I want to be that hot. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you meet Ben? Oh, uh, he is fantastic. He lives in Bloomington, Indiana. And I didn't yeah. know that all these years. I came back at the pianist in Cuarteto Tanguero, the band we were, we were in and still kind of are in now, uh, Danny, our very good friend, he is an animal of a pianist. He plays modern, contemporary piano, classical piano, tango, everything. And so he is super gay, my best kind of people, <laughs> best kind of people. And he says, Winnie, what are you doing? Being a stroller mom, get back out here. Get on the piano, play something. I was like, no, yes, play something. So he shoved me to go to this tango camp organized by Ben Bogart himself, Tanguera hmm. Workshop, held at Indiana University, 2015. So he gave me the music the week before and say, join this thing. And okay, <laughs> I did. And there were nice people in there. I played with Erskine. Erskine was in my band. Oh, yeah, we met Erskine. Um... Oh, I get I, I lose track of where I meet people, but yeah, I met him too. Then I remember how what how fun it was to play music with people. Then I remember the hot girl pianist. So I was like, and I never left. Yeah, I I played every day since two thousand fifteen, end of July. Fresh wow. meat, fresh meat, fresh meat. That's yes, good. Albuquerque. That's where I met Erskine. That's where and... you know, Oh yeah. Yeah, and his fiance yes. at the time, who I think he just got married to, and Olga. Yeah, Olga. Yeah, they were really fun. He's a really cool guy, and he was organizing a festival that was all orchestras. Yes, that it was I couldn't all make it music. out to. Last and, March, uh, I believe it was. Super importantly, the workshop is every year um, with invited faculty. Uh, pianist composer Julian Peralta. I don't know if you know him mm -mm. as a composer pianist, fantastic tango musician of today in Buenos Aires, fabulous teacher and uh, very inspiring. And he said, "You when you play this music, you have to use your face. You have to <laughs> make a face when you play this music. You know, like, I mean, tango is all stories. They're all mm -hmm. stories that every culture has. You know, you betrayed me. I hate you, bitch. I want to kill you. And I'm going to kill you now. Ha ha ha. I killed you. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed you. <laughs> A lot of that kind of contradictory conflict in human, like that runs through the gamut of human emotion. And so Julian made it very clear early on that playing the tango, you have to make the face that goes with the um, simple emotions at the time of every passage. Tango's music for the people is popular music. It's very simple. You kill my wife, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> very violent on many counts. Well, no, but I relate to that because when... Uh... I mean, when we were studying with Horacio, I remember one of the best advices I had from a teacher was like, I was talking to him and he was like, you need to bring out the evil in you when you dance. Cause like, I just danced with, you know, always nice. 
and with no attitude almost. So he was the one that opened my eyes to the fact that you have to take on what you feel and put on the attitude of what you feel of the music. So exactly. I feel when you say you have to have a face, I think it's sort of the same idea. So Ben, exactly. you put all this work into this equipment. So we we need to ask you to play one more song before you guys go. Totally, totally, totally. Because yeah. I don't want all of your efforts to, to go. Yes. Yeah. And your neighbors are going to call the police on you. And Alex Krebs is waiting yeah. to call in. He's got to go oh, to bed. It's... It's <laughs> six forty in Portland. I was gonna say sure. it's like seven o'clock right here. Yeah, I know. Well, he's, he's old man, and you know he's he's waiting. He's, so, um... Dude, what song are we playing? Let's guys. What now? Somebody Sorry. else is talking. Marcelo, yes, Marcelo descended from above again. <laughs> Luisa exactly. and Marcelo have this like loud yeah, what is, volumes. It's the coolest radio show where people can just like appear in it. I love it. Hola. My <laughs> name we was Luis. We want tango faces, guys. Everything but with tango faces. Everything with tango yes. faces. Yes. You have to watch us. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> in speedos, okay? I, this is what I'm going to visualize now.
Trust me, it's better to have the rain tree rather than no sound. <laughs> I think that I drank a lot awkward. of water earlier, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Uh... We've been playing. We've been playing live now online like a lot lately. You know, with the CD coming out and then the radio shows and then like our live every Tuesday and Thursday. So we're really used to no sound. So it is really like you know we play in silence because there's nobody on the other end. So it is really nice to hear something, even if it's Adam. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sending a PSA out to everybody to remind them to wash their hands during this crisis, okay? Exactly. And that's why it went on for like 20 seconds. To... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I even play fancy showy music while I do it to make myself feel like a magician or something. That's great. <laughs> Better than happy birthday twice or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, guys, Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank I, you for Alex joining Craig us. Was there and and you know say hi to him and we were. Um... Sorry, Alex. We took forever. <laughs> I know Alex has been waiting around. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh... We didn't really want to talk to Alex anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, oh, all right, all right. No. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta do the thing. I gotta say, uh, if you want to find us, if you don't know us and you want to find us, uh, go to benwinnie.com slash follow. All the information is there. Winnie is spelled W I N N N I N Winnie as in the poo. So benwinnie.com slash follow. And uh, thank you for having us on your show, guys. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Ben and Winnie. <laughs> I want to do real claps. Oh, yeah, I can clap. I can clap. We clap. Yes. See you guys. Thank Have you. Have a good night, guys. All right. Luis the two male voices that called in. <laughs> Luis and Luis Marcelo. And Marcelo. <laughs> hey. Wow. That new microphone, wow. man. I have a new microphone. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell I'm, too. I'm, I'm updating. I miss you so much. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Let's keep the talk uh, for private later. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. no. That's I why we're here, guys. That's why we're well, here. We're going to use our imaginations. Hearing you guys talk, I want to talk like this from yeah. now on. Hello, Adam. Hello, Alex. How are you? Hello. Hello, Alex. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Is my microphone awesome or is it amazing? <laughs> it's uh, pretty it's, good. I think if you put Luis and Marcelo's microphone together and they had a baby, that would be your microphone. <laughs> it would be me. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for having me on the. Thank you for having me on the show because uh, it's about time you had some tall guests on your program. <laughs> you know, the previous one the host and the guest it's like the prerequisite you had to be under five four to be on the show or something i don't know but all right anyway i needed uh everyone I in chico category yeah. i wanted to clarify something uh alex uh the speedo comment may seem largely out of context but it's because i thought you were playing the bandoneon just now wait is this Luis? Uh, yeah. yes wait so you want to see me in in a speedo with a double chin i still do but you miss well, a lot of context on that one no, no, we no all judgment. Context. No judgment. Wow. It's, not, it's not the first time someone has wanted to see me with the double chin. So, <laughs> Lucky for to, you, Alex. Also, I, I don't know if it's noisy in the background, but I'm in, I'm, 
It's uh, you caught me right in the middle of my uh, 145 hour intermediate online walking series. So <laughs> yeah, you're in, still, still in the middle of it. Are you still on the left leg, or have you moved on yet? Oh no, no, I'm, 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 I'm. This is a master class. I've been oh, you're going starting with the toes. Long. I wrote the, I wrote the book on it. You starting with the toes? The toes? No, the toe versus heel. That's a totally different conversation. I wrote a book yeah, on that too. One leg, just is one leg can do the squat But, but it's okay. I can, I can, I can talk because I think all the students have quit. Okay. Don't don't have the work ethic, I think, too. I they maybe so they cool. didn't quit. They just sort of dissipated into and melted into the floor from after like no. maybe hundred hours. Could could be. I don't. I mean, I don't they know. just I mean, die. You think, I mean, you think like what do you think is the most efficient hour of class? Is it hundred hours or like what made you decide hundred and forty seven hours? Well, uh, 12 hours wasn't, wasn't enough. That was the, the first one. So then we had the beginning intermediate, beginning intermediate two, and you can sign up for the full package and nobody did that, but the book comes for free with it. But, uh, well, I think you just multiplied 12 times 12 and you got 147 because your math is a little off. No, yeah. I said 145 <laughs> and 12 times 12 is 144. And I don't know where you got 147 from, so. See, we're You're on a different yeah. planet, Adam. I don't know what you guys are. What do you guys smoke before doing no, this podcast, think... anyways? You guys laugh like that's why this podcast is like two or three hours because it's like an hour of Adam and Chico laughing, laughing. <laughs> and then another half hour and one. Uh, well, we thought it would be really interesting to just talk about COVID for two hours, but um, but instead we decided to laugh. Instead, we decided <laughs> to talk about anything besides that. Yeah. yeah. So that would, that would not have been a, a novel topic. But I would like to. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dad, so this is going to be full of really dumb dad jokes. So just, just to warn you, you don't have like to that. laugh. Of course, you, you can't stop jokes, doing that. Is that like a laugh track that you guys use, or is that your real, your real laugh? It's, it's... <laughs> that's a laugh track of our friend Bat Johnson. <laughs> oh, really? That's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. He sent oh, me. Okay, so when we when we start your your segment of the show, which is five questions. Uh, Wait, actually, have we started the segment? Let's officially start no, we the didn't segment. Start. Can, is this can a we segment? Start? Can yes. we start the segment? So I thought I can we already tell the started. Story? All right. Well, no, it doesn't start until now. Until now? How many people? Oh, all right. Five questions. <laughs> five questions. <laughs> five questions. <laughs> Wait, how many again? <laughs> so I made this, and I had Bat Johnson oh. obviously do the the voice, and he couldn't stop laughing. So I pulled out this this clip of him <laughs> because I just think it's like one of the best laughs ever. That's amazing. Can you post that for everyone? I want to. I want to. I want to sure. listen to that when I'm in a, in a down mood. <laughs> I think you guys too. Jesus. When... <laughs> laughing well i'm sorry your life sucks so much and you need laughter man <laughs> so this is going to be 147 questions minus 142 questions alex all right okay got it <laughs> go i'm ready <laughs> are you ready Maybe. Adam, I don't you want to start or you want me to start uh i i think i'll start i'm going to start okay. with a, a really deep deep one what what is the weirdest scar you have, and how did you get it? The weirdest scar? Well, yeah, just... 
Emotional uh, or physical? <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> well, I've, I've had a lot of time on my own. So I closed the studio. I'm in the studio now. It's, it's, it's awesome here. Uh, nobody in it. We closed early March. So I've had a lot of time on my hand and a lot of time to actually contemplate the navel, which I know is just an expression. But <laughs> when you really dig into it, it's quite fascinating. It's tingly, like, right? Uh, like it's tingly. I, I don't know. That sounds like a medical <laughs> problem, Adam. That, I don't know if they're... Well, when you dive into your you might navel... Want to go to, I don't dive into my navel. I'm just contemplating it. I don't. Oh. You can leave your fetishes aside. I'm trying to answer the question here. You asked me about my scar, and now I'm hearing about your medical problems. Okay. The navel is actually a scar. Did you know that? Yeah. And so that's probably my most memorable scar. It contains... Do you like remember six... it? What do you mean? It's, it's on my body. I'm looking at it but right now. Do you remember getting it? <laughs> the question is... Memorize, do you rem how do you? I have to reread the question because I forgot. <laughs> okay, I did. Too. Actually, you're right. right. The question doesn't mention memory, it just mentions what is the weirdest scar and how did you get it? So you beat me. Well, the belly button is a weird scar, it has 67 types of bacteria. So is yours inny or outy or flat? <laughs> at this well, point mine isn't inny, and, yeah. and I found out by, by doing research that 4% of the population have outies. And they have oh, less bacteria. Little. Yeah, only 4%. That's why, that's why I asked, because I was going to get to your bacteria mention. It's like, how often do you wash your... <laughs> no, but 67 bacteria, that's actually our first line of defense against microbes. That, that they're bacteria that, that help our body. You don't want to get rid of that bacteria. Like, Not all bacteria is bad. Like, Not all people with the name Adam dance poorly, right? You know. <laughs> you Are you talking about Cornette, your 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 disciple? Uh, <laughs> he's not. Adam is great. He's a great dancer. Uh, it's it's also uh, the belly button is home for lint, as we all know. That's the probably mm -hmm. the most popular thing, and that happens because it's collected by the hair around the belly button. So actually, men have more belly button lint than women because typically they have more hair around yeah, the belly button. Yeah, I've never had belly button. Lint, but I found lint on belly buttons. Despite despite the hair you have around your belly button, <laughs> yeah, yeah I despite had an ex the hair I have, lint out of my, I had an ex yeah. who loved to pick the lint out of my belly button. She found it very interesting. Not Chico, by the way. Someone picked uh, it out, and, and they found it interesting. She just thought it was interesting that we always had men always had well me I always had lint in my belly button. Yeah, men I'm have always... more because because of the hair. That's yeah. The... yeah. I find it. Well, like thank you for that surprise. answer, Sherlock. <laughs> well, well, I'm not done. You I'm know, picking out the lint right now, actually. Scientists are spending millions of dollars to research the scar because they believe that, like, the position of it can be advantageous in some types of sports, like swimming or running. So you can imagine all of you being bored and coming up with, like, cooking ideas. Like, there are scientists researching <laughs> the location of the navel and, and how it improves swimming performance. So. There Holy you go. shit! Wow! Like the, wow. the miracles of I science. I think all of are... our funding should be going to one thing right now, and it's not that <laughs> belly button position. <laughs> it's like, I, I agree needs, with that. Who who needs a vaccine when when you can figure out like what's the optimal position for, for the belly button? You know, it's like tax dollars at work. I mean, that's important stuff. So wow. Okay. So did I satisfy your your question? Yeah, my hunger is satisfied.
All right. You know, it sounds really good uh, line to pick up lady in the in the bar. Like, you know, there is people studying about the belly button and then you start a chat there. About the belly button. You're going to meet some weird ass ladies through that line. Yeah, Marcelo, <laughs> I'm a little suspicious of your startup line. <laughs> Well, I wanted I'm, to say that I have scars, and it makes it look like I have three belly buttons. Wow. <laughs> Wait, wow. who is that now? That's Carol, Carol from Montreal. Oh, hey, Carol. How's hey. Hey. Good. All right. And Marcelo, I don't know if you, you know Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was here. He stopped my studio before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> beautiful place. Beautiful place. It's gorgeous. And you can see the love that you put there is... Uh, it's amazing. I nice actually place. left some love in the sofa uh, a couple <laughs> <of> years ago. <laughs> Whoa. But, so part uh, of the show also is Adam cracks himself up. <laughs> I told my kids not, not to listen to the, the show. I was like, I was like, if you do listen to it, don't turn out like the host there. So. <laughs> so Adam and Chico. Better put headphones on and not listen. Chico, do you have another question? I do have a question. How um, exciting. How exciting. When do you feel free the most? This could when be tango related. Free, free like the most? As a musician or as when, a dancer. When, I, when, when I'm not doing a podcast, I feel a lot more <laughs> free than... <laughs> when do I feel... You know, roller skating. Come on, Alex. This is serious, man. No, I, I, you think I'm kidding, but my my now ten year old he got into rollerblading, and I roller skated as a kid, and we go to Oaks Park here in Portland. Well, not now, but but we did, and I kind of rediscovered roller skating, and it's an awesome feeling. I I I feel really free. I mean, there's a lot of times, of course, in tango when you forget that you're leading or you forget that you're following, and time slows down, and it's a very free moment because there's no pressure around that. But but roller skating. Mm -hmm. So well, you've never done. If, you, if you've I never done roller skating, you should get back into it. Because I was going to recommend if you're an adult now, and you start roller skating, it probably won't feel very freeing. But if you did it as a kid and now you get back into it, I'd I'd recommend it. And I hear in New York they got they got some good rinks, a little territorial in some of them. But anyways. I, that's a serious answer, roller skating. So it's a lot feel, in tango too, of course. Do you, the, do you feel it much more in roller skating compared to tango? No, I mean, there are moments in tango. I mean, free. When do I feel free? I don't know. I mean. Or here is like, do you feel it more as a follower versus as a leader in tango? Uh, I don't know if I would use the word freedom. There can be like bliss and I don't know. I think, I think when you lead pressure makes diamonds. So it's, it's like, I'm, I'm sort of focused. I'm there. I'm in the moment. I'm not, I don't know if free would be the right, the right word for it, but, and when I'm yeah, hosting or, or, mean, or teaching, yeah. I'm, I'm taking care of the space and taking care of the students, which I love. Um, I wouldn't call that a freeing moment, but that doesn't mean it's a bad moment. No, I guess what I mean by free is like free enough to be able to express and like not feel like you're taking care of the partner, but it's possibly so oh. well 
harmonize that like you're you're like filling in for each other constantly and that you feel like there is less to worry about what you were saying like there's all these things that go through your mind but that you're more already at the place of just feeling and doing versus all the other things to pay attention to yeah i guess if i'm not hosting and i'm dancing and don't feel watched and feels like the follower is reading my mind um, and I, I don't feel like I, I need to lead. That's when I feel the most free. free, I guess. You know, I don't know what that entails, but it's it's much more than just leading and following or having a good connection. Or it's like the feeling of being heard, of being understood. Mm-hmm. Um, a give and take that's not conscious. You know, it's it's hard mm-hmm. to put in words because it doesn't. Uh, it's free of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I know it's a hard question, but I like. You give me an easy one, like what I. Yeah, that's breakfast? a dumb Jesus question, Chico. Come on, <laughs> what do you feel? Sorry, no, Shut no up, that's an amazing question. I just, man, no, well, I mean, you let just me know what these questions it. were beforehand. But this is this is why, like, to me, no, but we get the brainstorm together, right? I mean, you said that I don't know, like if I would call it free and then like I describe more and then you said some stuff that was like really well explained, like because we feel a lot of stuff when we dance sometimes that is really it's hard to explain these things. Um, I think freedom is not necessarily like the one like holy grail for me in tango. I don't necessarily search for freedom. I, mm-hmm. I like not dependence, but I like the conversation. I like I like the struggle. I like the the uh, the puzzles. I like the I, I, that's what I like in a way. I mean, of course, it's lovely when time slows down and things just happen. It's a very free moment. But I don't I don't search for that all the time. I think that would be setting me up for disappointment. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, if I'm absolutely. always searching for freedom, searching for freedom, and then I don't find it. It's like it's a bad evening of dancing for some reason, you know, hmm. there are yeah. other things that I look for more that are more within my reach, my, my reach that are, that are attainable, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. like having a conversation with someone, it doesn't matter about what, like, that's something that's attainable and makes me happy. If I'm always searching for freedom, searching for freedom. Of course, it's nice when it happens, but uh, again, I don't, you know, that's just, not the goal of the night or yeah. the dance. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I would agree with that. So you're, this is question number three, by the way. Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> when I started dancing, Robin, Homer, I don't know, how, countless people were like, you got to study with Alex. You got to study with Alex. And I haven't actually studied with you a lot. I remember one workshop you came to New York and taught. I might have, I don't think I ever really worked with you in Portland. We caught him in an arbor bunch. Yeah, a couple times in an arbor. Yeah. Um, I'm curious how you're... I I always found you really easy to follow as a teacher. You're very... It's... um, I don't know how to... You know, it's like some teachers are overcomplicated. Some teachers seem like they're trying to show you all their bags of tricks. And and I'm curious, like how intentional is this about your teaching and how much of it is just just how you are you know what i mean like 
um, have you taken time to like analyze the way you you convey information? Have you asked for feedback over the years, or is it just always something that you've been kind of gifted at? Um, I mean, I don't. I've always done teaching things. Like growing up, I would you know tutor and math or whatever, and I was a snowboard instructor for a little while, and I always kind of fell into teaching roles and found that mm. I enjoyed it and people enjoyed it and people give me the feedback you know, here and other places, they enjoy what I do, but I, I don't, I mean, I've reflected on how I do it. And of course I, you know, I ask for feedback and there are some things that I've adjusted, but in the moment that I'm teaching, I, I'm, I just kind of do what I do. You know, I think, I think I kind of, kind of got lucky uh, <laughs> in a sense. And I think, you know, I studied, I studied physics and music in college and I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish. So I think like educationally that just really gave me a, an awesome foundation start. Yeah. to be able to see tango from a musician's lens, to see tango from sort of the, the, the left brain, the sort of physics of it, you know, to, to understand the lyrics, to be able to go to Buenos Aires and communicate with people and absorb mm -hmm. some of the, the, a lot well, of I the guess culture. So I, I, you know? I'm curious, like you, when you, when, let's say you're going to present the class, do you, do you, do you work backwards? Do you like say, okay, this is my goal. And then do you work backwards to build the lesson? Or do you kind of come up with it as you're going? Or I'm curious how much you break down. Is this locally you know, or like traveling workshops? Because that's also different. Um, I'm not. Well, Tell I was thinking more both. locally, but I'm curious why you would choose to teach poorly in some places and better in others. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Boise. No, I mean, like, fuck them. <laughs> you know, like, I got oh, I love Boise. <laughs> Boise is awesome. Um, I think, I mean, as a local instructor, it's like someone needs to, to teach the cross, needs to teach mm -hmm. rights and lefts and, and, you know, basic things like that. And I, I see myself like when I travel and do workshops, it's like, well, the local teachers have hopefully <clears throat> taught some vocabulary and some technique. And I'm there more to like, hey, here are some things that you can apply across the board to your dance, more like concepts. Right. Right. I'm only yeah. there for the weekend. I can't really developed past the weekend so much you know i have to get home to family and my students here in the studio so i i view this a little differently you know hopefully i leave the workshops i travel to you know inspiring people giving them ideas that they they can go to their practicas and classes and sort of chew on and, and work on whereas locally i'm also doing that but i'm integrating it over a longer period of time along with some very rudimentary things that that I would assume, you know, local teachers might teach in cities already. So mm -hmm. the pacing is different. The structure is a little bit different. Um, so like in Portland, I start in January with beginners. It's the only time I start with beginners and it's a huge class, you know, maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 people or so. And, um, and it's a sort of one year syllabus. We meet every Tuesday and you don't have to take every class. It's a four week series. And I'm like, okay, in one year, we should be able to be sort of, you know, basic intermediates, be able to get mm -hmm. out on the floor, be competent, feel really good about our foundations. Um, and so I kind of, I, I have a sort of syllabus in mind of what I would like to achieve in that year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have to reconcile that with the pace of the class. Who's in the class? Are they getting the material? Are they not? Do we need to slow down? Do we need to explain this or that? I take the sort of previous year's classes and uh, 
reflect on what worked, what didn't. Did I teach this too soon or too late or, or whatever? What, how could I do this better? So I'm always changing what I do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people ask like, well, how do you teach? What is your, what is your program? And it's like, well, I, I don't really have one because it's so dependent on the students in the room. And I'm, you know, also I don't want to get bored with my own teaching. So I'm constantly trying to change things up and do things in a new or better way. So I don't know if that. Yeah, no, I mean, we, Chico and I are always, tr I, I like the word efficient. Like we're always trying to, you know, look back. Okay. We taught this a while ago. We teach in six week seminars and we teach for when, when on Wednesday we teach couples that yeah. come together and, and they're, they don't have to be professional partners. It's just, we find it easier for that like intermediate advanced level. When you just have a partner, you know, you're going to work with them. You don't have to learn their body so much so as you can learn the material uh -huh. and we look back at like you know how can we make this more efficient we taught this a while ago uh what what do we need to bring up more what do we feel like and then of course you know who's there we adapt the the lessons um based on that and i'm also curious like because you, you 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 said you have a you start with beginners and you have like a year curriculum what do you find is the most useful information to start with that you've you know looking back over the years that you sort of like you're okay oh. i need i know i want to start with this every time yeah so what 47 hours like, of uh, <laughs> is it the left leg or the right leg <laughs> no, so, <laughs> i hope we get to that in this show here. <laughs> anyway no i uh when i first started teaching I, I taught way too much too fast and sort of like the longer i teach the sort of less i teach in a way i take a more uh, relaxed pace, I would say, mm -hmm. than, than I used to. Um, and I mean, for the beginning class, when 60 people show up that first day, my number one goal is that they come back next week. Mm -hmm. If they don't learn a single thing about posture, walking or anything, and they just get used to being in a space and feeling comfortable, maybe getting to know people. the fact that they showed up for a dance class is huge, right? Mm -hmm. If you've never danced, or you've never sung before, these things are very revealing, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's success just that they arrive. And my job is what can I do to make them come back next week? And so the goal of like the first month or two is developing that safe environment, that um, comfortable environment where they want to come back. So they know like every Tuesday, 6.30, Tango Baratine, I'm gonna have a good time. That is then oh, beyond that, sorry. Beyond that is, is learning tango, because if they do a perfect walk after two weeks, but then they don't come back to week three, I've failed as a teacher. So my job mm -hmm. initially is to encourage the beginners, get them hooked. And then as they progress in more advanced, I crack the whip a lot more, you know, yeah. About, yeah. about doing that. But I, I want them to feel like they have some sense of success and encouragement initially and sense of community and, you know, yeah. that I care about them, that I care about their progress. And even outside of tango, I care about them as human beings, you know, and I think yeah. when they feel that in the space and they get to know their fellow students, they'll come back every Tuesday. Now they're yeah, coming back sure. every Tuesday. Now I can t teach them tango, you know? Yeah, that's what I was like when we first started teaching. The first thing I told Adam is like, we need to learn the name of everybody that comes to take classes with us and yeah. like remember them and like pay attention because to me, that was the thing that got me to go back, that I felt like I was welcomed. 
and uh-huh. that it wasn't like every time I showed up, I'm like, what's your name? That like I was remembered and that I belonged to this group of people and it's like really made me feel like, okay, this is a home now I can keep coming back to. Well, it's what, you know, when we were just speaking with Ben before about how with what we're going through right now with everything, like the community is what keeps us connected, you know, and that's ultimately why we're doing this. And, and you know, Alex, I would say Marcella, who's on the line and Chico and I were, we all want to improve our t- our students' dancing, of course, but ultimately we want to just create an environment where everybody feels they're uh, almost going back to Chico's previous question, like they're free to come and express themselves and connect with other people and use tango as sort of the vehicle for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can you elaborate 100%. on that, Alex? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What did you say, Marcella? <laughs> well, I, I think it's beautiful what Alex is saying. And it's a nice uh, reminder for all of us, the people who is listening and teaching, that this is one of the goals that uh, as a tango community, as a teacher, is, as a tango teacher especially, is to, to nurture. It's easy to go to the temptation to show how much do I know and how much you can learn from me, uh, especially in dance world, in, in tango particularly. And what just Alex said was beautiful as a reminder. Yes. Yeah, I, I always think like, you know, like I don't need to really show off my steps because if no one studies with me anymore and I'm an awful teacher, I'll, I'll go find something else to do <laughs> professionally. Like, Can I so, tell you? So, so I have no really like, you know, it's okay. I mean, that feels free to me, you know. Because well, what, when I first started teaching, I remember I had, the, I had this sensation that this milonga, like, okay, everyone's watching. I need to stand up straight and do this. And I, I, I really hated my tango. It, was, it really took the joy and fun out of it. And then when I realized, oh, like, well, I can do, you know, I'll open a coffee shop or, I don't know, do whatever. Start a mate plantation in South America. It's like, if no one wants to study with me, like, I'm okay with that. And I'll find something else to do. You know, I'll still dance tango, I'll still love tango, of course. But, you know, when you sort of let go of that, uh, it's, it's very freeing. And then, and then you can, I mean, you can show a step if you want, but, but not just to impress your students. Like, you know, I think what's impressive to students is, is when you're nice to them, you know, and just yeah. remember their name, you know, yeah. simple yeah. act like that. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. appreciate that more than any fancy step. Well, know? I want to tell you a funny story I remembered about watching. The first time I saw you perform, you performed... In Blacklight at Baratines. Um, and who wow. was your partner back then? Carrie. How, Carrie Whipple. That, that was, how long ago was and, that? Jesus. I, uh, I mean, 15. come on. You, you're like 75 and I'm 30. Years. so. You know. I just turned uh, 43 on Monday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's yeah. my sister's birthday. Holy shit. Oh, May yeah? 11th. Yeah. Um, she must be a genius too. She's pretty darn <laughs> she's... smart. That's for damn sure. So... No, I remember because I had studied with you briefly and I really liked the way you taught and you were not teaching fancy steps. You were not, you were teaching about connection, musicality. I think the one class I remember you teaching, it reminds me now of like something like Portalea might teach or something where you were like, we're going to pivot on the on the melody and we're going to walk on the rhythm. And that was the whole class. And like I had to cultivate my ear just to listen to the difference between 
melody and rhythm. And I, I remember going to Chico afterwards and being like, this is amazing. Yeah. How, are you, how, are you doing, how are you doing with that now? I'm still working he's, on the he's melody. He's working on it. So I go to Portland. I think it was a thing or something because I, I haven't been to a lot of your events. But you perform a carry under black light and you had like, you know, just the elements that would reflect the black light. And you guys dance like a really contemporary style, meaning like Nuevo style dancing. And I remember thinking like, wow, this guy can really do it all. But when he teaches, he just teaches what he knows we need to know. Like he doesn't teach all that shit he's doing now there with Carrie. Mm -hmm. And it was really hilarious too. A lot of what you guys did, it was, was, you know, funny performance. But I just thought it was cool that, you know, you just keep it with the essence of what, what we need to know as students is foundational stuff. Even though it might be easier to sell out a class, at least especially back then, like with like a fancy title, like you know, whatever ganchos or something like that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm fortunate. I mean, especially here in Portland, I think you know, the, really the community appreciates solid foundation and basics. And I mean, they like to have fun too. You know, throw them the step. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's if, if you teach a class on on walking or posture, like class is just going to, is going to be as full as it would be for Colgata or whatever, you know, it's like mm-hmm. people just mm-hmm. really want to learn. So I'm, I'm really fortunate that the, that the community here um, appreciates that. And so that also makes me more free to, to teach the stuff that I think is most important. Well, we, we stopped titling our lessons quite a while ago, Chico and I, I mean, we, we sort of will be like, Oh, well maybe we'll focus in on cicadas or... with phrasing or the embrace. Generally it's all been, just called embrace (laughs) um and yeah we find the same uh feedback like our classes stay well attended this the community so they acknowledge like yeah this is really what i need to know for the next seven years of my life not like all that other but we do throw it in there we sprinkle it in there and you know because it's nice to keep the the dynamics of the of everything um but i think people when you trust you know, Evan t- said something a long time ago to me. He's like, when you when you offer information that you love, you people know, people feel that, and they appreciate that you love it. So they're more willing to, uh, you know, accept it. Yeah. And then yeah. if you're trying to sell something that you think is fancy or like full of, you know, just like, oh yeah, we need to teach something that we think people will buy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No, I've always appreciated that about the way you teach. And Marcelo, since you're here, I'll tell you the same about you too. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, like it's. I think we tend to seek out teachers that that all always that kind of follow that that structure. Big shout out to Evan, by the way. Uh, I don't. He's probably asleep or not. His phone got uh, stuck in the washing machine, so he's. um... (laughs) That sounds like an Evan move. (laughs) I think it was a Mish move, actually. But but when Ben and Winnie started off for that first tango, it was like, oh, Bell. He I remember that I, performance. I was I, there. I, I, yeah, I performed with Evan, and I think it was 2002 or 2003, maybe, at the Washington, D.C. Tango Marathon, and we did Bell. He it together. had to have been after, because I didn't start till 2004. Yeah, same but, here. Uh, I, it was right around that time. All right, yeah, 2004, yeah. 2005. And then we did it again in New York with matching suits and... Yeah, mm-hmm. I, oh, maybe Evan, that's Evan's great. So. I, I love teaching with him. I love performing with him. His... He's, he's hilarious, super musical. And His I musicality is crazy. All around. You both are. I guy. love yeah. watching you guys switch roles and dance with each other. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I find that when I lead, I get this from guys will come over to me. They're like, can you lead me? And, like, it's 
I don't want to say this, but I will. Like 90% of the guys that come and ask me, I feel honored they do that. But at the same time, the minute I start leading them, they don't actually want to follow. They just speak back at me. Uh So they're not really listening. And I feel like when I first led Evan was like the first time I felt, wow, a really good leader in my arms as a follower, and he's actually listening to anything I have to offer, and it feels like everything I do feels amazing to him or something. like That's how he made me feel. I'm like, okay, so there are leaders out there. Okay. who are willing to like embrace the other role yeah. and then like only speak back in like in good doses so it doesn't feel like I'm overwhelmed as a leader where I'm like and I was such a beginner too uh-huh. so it was such a nice experience and when I watch you guys change roles I can feel how fluidly like you guys do and communicate through it and it feels amazing to watch yeah. Well, thank you. You know, I never had the chance to see you dancing live. I saw some videos of you, so I'm missing all that information. Sorry. Yeah, you have to t- take the video and, and expand it by by thirty times, and then you, you get have to the make full, it seven uh, feet tall. Size <laughs> <laughs> for a tall man, you dance very gracefully. Oh, all tall men do. I, I remember. <laughs> ah, yeah. I remember in Buenos Aires the first time that I saw Alex, uh, because in Buenos Aires in that time when when he was coming and the, there were not so many tall people, and I remember we were like there still aren't and there still aren't very many tall people. Oh, there is a little more now, but in that time <laughs> they are Europeans. Oh, the, now that they are Europeans, yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, because Alex was down there, I don't think. So. No, it was, it was fun because I remember we were like in the Motivo because I think that you were dancing with uh, one of the ladies of the Motivo, Luciana. I don't remember. Luciana, Luciana. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember one of my friends said, do you see this guy? Whom? That tall guy. <laughs> and there I look and it was, it was the doll dance was in that time the Motivo was full, right? The yeah. dance was packed and you can see Alex there's like <laughs> <laughs> the torso up. Said, ah, he's not from here, right? No, no, he's American. Uh, yeah, no, he's from Amagra. <laughs> well, t- two two stories from back then. They used to call me the the phosphoro, like the matchstick, because I had kind of big hair and I was so skinny and tall. <laughs> you could see me in the in the sea of the the bilonga there. And then uh, the other one is I remember um, Petaka. Uh, he, he passed away a little while ago. But um, old girl, I asked him like like I said, uh, I went to him and said, you know, how do how do I dance with a shorter follower? And he's like, that's easy. You just don't dance with them. That was, that was his solution. I was like, <laughs> not, not really. He's like, I love the, the, short ones for the me. simplicity of the answer. Sometimes once we had Nito and Elba in New York and a student asked Elba, how does Nito lead that on you? And she says, la marca. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at me like, did she just say in Spanish what I think she said? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He said, you know, the mark. Mark, but yeah. how? And she's like, what do you mean, how? The lead. He leads it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the hey, answer. Hey, what the fuck? What do you want me to do? <laughs> so, someone, someone asked here, how did the partnership come about with Evan and I? And, and Evan mm-hmm. is originally from Eugene, Oregon, which is, uh, I guess, a two-hour drive south of Portland. And I remember, and I think that's maybe where he started, 
dancing, but he would come up to Portland a lot. And at one point he was living here uh, in the back apartment of the studio. And I remember he would just have this diet of tortillas Cereal. and, and, and canned Cereal. beans. That's like the only thing. And, and so I would come in in the morning and he would come out and I have a piano here and I would just take my bandoneon and he'd take the piano. We didn't even say anything and we'd just start learning. We actually learned a bunch of Diage just by ear, playing it and talking about music and we'd spend hours just, uh, just hanging out here. So, and then I did a show at a theater in Portland here, the Milagro Theater. And that was the first time I kind of, I guess, performed with Evan. Uh, we did a choreography and it was, it, we were just dying. We were laughing so hard. It was, it was so much fun. <laughs> the, uh, kind of a little bit of, you know, parody doing the, you know, ganchos and baleos as fast as, you know, we could. And I led him into a jump, you know, and he, he can already jump high. And with my help, he just kind of went, he went so high. I remember that, that we had, we well, had you're problems. You're both so tall already. <laughs> well, no, but he can jump so, he's so strong. He can jump so high and he's so light. Yeah that we had musical problems because he was in the air for so long. He would come <laughs> down kind of in between the beats. So we had to figure out how to, how to make a Get jump back. musical. Do we, do we jump lower? Do we, do we try to suspend you in the air longer? Like, so <laughs> that's the story of Evan. And then he moved to New York. And, and I, then I, he I, lived with me and he lived on cereal. Yeah. <laughs> he would well, come remember... home with like five boxes of Captain, Captain Crunch from the supermarket <laughs> Chico, nothing else. Chico, do you remember when we were at Stone Soup with and Corey's thing and one evening none it was it was kind of like a weird dynamic at some points and and Evan was saying like he's not feeling well, he's tired and and Mila was like that's cuz so you live off cereal. <laughs> Eat some real <laughs> damn food. <laughs> <laughs> Only me I was really life. happy when he moved to New York because, um, I don't know. I, I love when people move to New York because it's just enhances the tango community and it brings you know more people to tango here. But he he he. I remember we were on the West Coast after he had moved here, and he looked at me and he said, "Can you say something mean to me? I miss New York. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody over here is too nice." <laughs> <laughs> that's true we them that the, is true the water here <laughs> yeah when i was in portland everybody was smiling and saying I can't hi do it, man i can't do it that's true it drives me nuts uh, i think that's why people in the west coast don't like us i think that's why alex has 60 students <laughs> in his beginner class and we have three <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you doing here <laughs> <laughs> Left, right, left, right, <laughs> goddammit. No, right, left. <laughs> right, left, oh. sorry. <laughs> so how did this video phenomenon get started, Alex? What's going on during this quarantine? Which, oh, like what am I doing? Uh, yeah, with Oliver. And, oh. Well, first Is you Oliver started just on so your own. Well, it's, a, it's a study in the, the, the valley bottom, right? No, I think uh, what, what happened was Oliver had some compromising pictures of me in the bandoneon and he uh he was going to blackmail me so it was either do these videos with him or publish <laughs> the compromising photos of me and to be honest i don't know what is more embarrassing uh at this point but yeah the, uh, i don't know uh yeah I, i've known oliver for for a long time and we we like to have ideas. We have this sort of producer mentality where we have all these crazy ideas. 90% of them don't get done. 
the 10% that do make it out there are, are fun for us. I don't know if other people appreciate it or not. Oh, but... yeah, it's definitely appreciated. But, I, um... I, I love the, the when you went off on the riff about how D is the superior note. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it is. And actually, so based on these things, you know, well, for those of you that didn't see the video, uh, I, what I'm claiming is that the note D or Re is a better note than the musical note C or Do. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Ollie's idea, actually, in the beginning. But, um, you know, C is the most common note. It's the, it's the first one usually that musicians learn. Um, but sometimes the most common things are not the best things, like the ocho cortado or a back gancho after parada, things like that. They're common, but not everyone's favorite. Um, Mozart's favorite key was G minor of which D is the dominant and C is the subdominant. So Mozart obviously preferred B over C. Uh, Beethoven's favorite key was C minor, but he was deaf, so we'll disregard his opinion. <laughs> and then, and then I, it's a, it's a good one. And then I, and then I thought, well, <laughs> it's such a ridiculous argument. And so I, I Googled which, which musical note is better, C or D, and there's no literature on it. And I think uh, it's worth pursuing. So I, I, asked, <laughs> I asked, well, a couple of weeks ago, you had Pablo Estigarribi on your show. Yeah. Um, no one can pronounce his last name, but I think I did an okay job. Estigarribi. Anyway, he's a, he's, a great, he's a great tango pianist. And so I, I messaged him and I said, you know, do you prefer C or D? You know, because he's, you know, he knows something about me. He knows a lot about music, right? No, and he said <laughs> that D is better, so that it has more force, higher pitch, and that re, which is the note D, um, in Spanish means super, like re lindo means super cute. So he said, ah. obviously, D is better. And then, um, so then I, I, don't, I, I message Adam Tolley, the guitarist who, Mm -hmm. uh, tango guitarist that maybe a lot of you know. And I, I said, mm -hmm. you know, do you prefer C or D? And he said, well, uh, bandoneon players prefer D. So he enjoys giving them a hard time. So he, pref he prefers C. And I just think <laughs> that opinion is based on making other musicians' lives difficult rather than having an opinion about the note for himself. So mm -hmm. he can join Beethoven's camp. And I think we can disregard his vote for C as well. Um, and I mean, being super is good, right? Yeah. So team. Okay, I just saw here I Mozart wanna, was way into it. the esoteric symbolism of keys. <laughs> team Mozart. I would love it. I would love it if um, you continued your survey. I did a survey because I started teaching an online like DJ music class, and I wrote to all these DJs that I that I'm friends with, and I said, "What is?" the best quality you think of a DJ has and you know, what do you, what is your goal as a DJ? And, um, or, and I said, what makes a DJ great? And 99% of the people said a great DJ is somebody who plays music people like, and is like there for the dancers. And one person, Rebecca Schulman said a great, uh, and I also, oh, I asked, what do all great DJs have in common? I'm sorry. So that was the question. What do all great DJs have in common? They play for the people. They play good music. And Rebecca wrote, all great, D all DJs have in common the same 300 songs. 
Well, I have I have a different theory. I think that all great all great DJs don't play Fresedo. <laughs> you know, and I, I and I think the... I I think that Winnie hit the nail on the head with Fresedo because like my uncle in Speedos is like the perfect description. I'm just uh, call me a hater. I mean, you got to have an opinion about about something. And I have another story about Fresedo. One of my students, you know, I, I said, oh, I have. Presedo, Vida Mia, you know, he said he liked that song. He said, oh, Vida Mia. He thought, he thought the name of the tango was Vitaminas. He thought that the, the tango was about, about vitamins. And so now every time I hear that song, Vitaminas, <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. I'm a, yeah, you call me a Fresedo hater. Oh, my God, yeah. that's such a quarantine song. <laughs> so, don't play Fresedo. Every morning. Do the that world a favor. That makes me feel so much better about not playing Fresedo when I need you. Oh, we lost Chico. Uh, the call us back. When I come, I if I ever come to play in Portland, I'll, I'll make sure not to play. Fresedo. No, it's okay. Just for you. Actually, I, I, play I, play I, I don't want to start a whole movement. If you, if you like Fresedo, play Fresedo. I'm not going to say you're a bad DJ if you play Fresedo. I'm just, You'll find other reasons my, to say that. That's just my, that's just my opinion. I'll, I'll, I'll find you a good, good time to just sit out and have a nice conversation yeah, with know. someone. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Chico. Did you just cut me off in the middle of my sentence? No. Yes, he did. <laughs> I thought you hung up because you liked Fresedo. I don't know. I got so pissed. I'm like, God damn Fresedo. I had to go look for a Speedo in my closet. I know when I wasn't listening. Sorry. Go ahead, Marcel. I was, do you know something very interesting? When I was studying a liberal DJ, I, I was watching some uh, interviews for famous DJs. And one of the phrases that stuck in my head was, that a good DJ is the one that nobody in a party notice. Because if somebody yeah, in a party I'm... or in a place notice that DJ, it means that he screwed up in some way. For instance, playing Fresedo. Um, I disagree I with disagree that. I heard that too, too but <laughs> I, I can see the point. But I also think the DJ wants to be, like have a personality and have a, a tone and a style. I think that's important. I mean, I agree that defines someone not to be a bad DJ. Mm -hmm. Like, but I don't know if it defines someone to be a good DJ necessarily. Because that was the same thing that Robin once said to me when I was starting out. He's like, if you want to be a great DJ, nobody should know you're here. And I'm like, well, then why the fuck am I here? <laughs> well, we, have yeah, we can say that it's one point of. I mean, <laughs> consider... and, I was, and I actually. I actually inter I interviewed Hernan Prieto the other day, and he was like, "If you're a if you're a DJ that doesn't want to be noticed, then why don't you just well, why are you there? Like, why don't you just give a playlist and and leave the room? You know, like a DJ should be noticed in a way that they're appreciated at least. I would say. Well, consider Alex Krebs. He's a great, fantastic DJ, and also ten feet tall. I would notice him if he was DJ. See. Even if he wasn't uh, even, even good or bad, I would definitely notice him. <laughs> There's nothing we can do oh, about well, that. Well, thank you. Size doesn't matter, Luis. <laughs> I mean, it does when you project six feet above the <laughs> teacher uh, the, table. What, uh, what are we talking about now? 
I have no idea. Chico's was... Napoleon complex, apparently. <laughs> so everything's largely Chico. <laughs> and Carol. <laughs> we lost Carol so fast. She was in and out tonight. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. She's speaking. Thank you, Carol. You know, my eye level, I see a lot of uh, scars, Alex, at my eye level. (laughs) Belly button scars. (laughs) I see a lot of navels at eye level. I wanted to uh, quickly say I I jumped in to say hi and and, because I missed you all a great deal. Alex, you're very good at dancing. You are missed too, Louise. Yeah, hopefully see you again in New York sometime. Yeah, possibly some big news coming. So just keep your fingers crossed, and um, if it happens, you'll know. Okay. okay. Oh, right. big news! Sounds so mysterious. Is it a, a cure lot of for the virus? <laughs> That's the it... only fucking news I care about, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cure for being short. Uh, look, oh, we're no, gonna I... reopen all the malls without a cure. That's the big news. <laughs> just the malls, so that the weak ones die. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Uh, hey, man, thank you. So, Alex, I heard that. There is no cure to being short because being short feels amazing. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you. It's <laughs> a good way to keep the conversation going. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to defend the short people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> she lowered the average too. Wait, yes, now we are like you, three of us. Perfect. Uh, how, how, how tall are you, Adam? Uh, six three. <laughs> no, that's, that's bullshit. bullshit. I'm five seven. I think I'm five eight actually. Five eight. Yeah. All right. I don't how know. I am one seventy. How much is it in in inches? Somebody knows. You want us to Google it? Wait, Google, Google it. You're about five foot seven. You're my height. There you are. So So we are middle. So Adam and Marcelo can can mediate the the argument that (laughs) that we're having. Yes. When you speak, they have to like translate it to us. Well, I had a student a while ago who was very tall. And I told him once, I said, you need to go study with Al- You need to study with a tall person because I can help you with certain things, but your body type and my body type are different. And there's certain things I don't know how to, you know. And I had a student who was like really large and I said, you need to find it. Again, certain things that I can help you with, but people with a similar body type are going to be more advantageous in certain ways. That's what I think. I agree. <laughs> I agree too. I got lots of good tall person advice. You can send all the tall dancers my way. All right, cool. And I have the opposite. Carol, and the I'm short sure dancers. I, I love dancing with. with I love dancing with you. <laughs> dancing with Chico and Carolyn and. Yeah, and Alex. Do you remember we performed together? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you I remember all our dances too. You're like a, a firecracker. I love dancing with Alex. <laughs> Same here. It's great. You know, some yeah. punchy Darienzo comes on. I'm like, where's Carol Ann? You know, that's like. Uh... <laughs> that is true. Generally, dancing with us short ladies are really like a lot of energy. It's nice. There you go. 
I feel it's the it's a general rule with short people. I think I find like short people have a lot of energy. It's like a Chihuahua it's version like... of Saint Bernard, right? <laughs> exactly. It's so true. It's, it's so yeah. true. Like, like those I, I just jeans... walk and you and you bite my ankles and like jump on me. And, like... Exactly. Yeah, but you know, some people, some tall people are kind of like you know giraffes. But Alex, you're not like that. You're like really grounded. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. All these General compliments in my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so what's the next it? question? The next question is okay. This is a question. It's gonna go tango related again because I've been asking this every week. It's a question asked by Jody from our community, and she wrote this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. A great embrace makes me feel that 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 fill in the blank. Makes me feel. Tall. No, I'm just kidding. No, it makes, me, <laughs> makes me makes me feel heard. Nice. That's it. That's it. I'm heard. You know. You're heard. You are very you, clear. If you hear you someone, heard. if you listen, if you're being understood, that's that's a great that umbrella. A that I, was so fast and so clear. Yes, it can mean a lot of things. I want to ask this question to Carol too. What? A great embrace makes me feel fill in the blank. There's a lot you of You can't blanks. fill in the blank with a blank though. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All these loaded questions that you just pop up on your guests, expect them to answer right away. Jeez. I know. But you were so good. Oh my god, you were like bam, heard. That was fantastic. It is not similar what Christy answered last week too. Yeah, it's just it's beautiful different words. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I said home. Yeah, Adam said home. Maybe it makes me feel myself. Yeah. We accept all the answers. That's beautiful too. I think it all goes back to same ideas in a way like what makes you feel yourself is that you're being heard mm -hmm. and that you're being allowed to be who you are and that yeah. you're free to be you without any hold back yeah i mean for me it's like an embrace can feel good it can it can be all the right position and, and feel great but if i'm not if there's no conversation going, if I'm, you know, if I'm not being heard or understood or, or they're not communicating, it's, it's empty. I'd rather be in a less comfortable embrace with someone mm -hmm. that's present. Saying and, something. And under, under understanding it doesn't have to be an advanced answer, you know, just yeah. to be there. Really be or there. makes you feel com uh, confident because you know where you are. Yeah, no expectations. I feel like any embrace that says something is like well, that, I dance I for like what you said. If some, if it's empty, regardless, no matter. Like it could be an amazing dancer, amazing form, but I feel nothing, and then I all I feel it's like this 
beautiful, comfortable feeling form, but it offers nothing to me in terms of interaction or doesn't make me feel like I am this person they're dancing with, but it makes me feel more like I'm another person that they're dancing with, then it just doesn't feel special at all. Well, that's what's, I think I told the story the other, one of the other episodes, um, when Shori said she came back from the Buenos Aires the first time, she said, you know, before I went down there, I really liked a soft embrace that made me feel cuddly. But now I feel like dancing down there, all, every embrace I had, had a story. And even if it was a little bit less comfortable, I could still feel the story behind it. I always like that way of putting it, like if the embrace has a story about it. Is it for me similar what something that Alex says in the beginning, something that about freedom, if I remember well, listen to, to Alex, correct me if I'm quoting you wrong, Alex, please. Something that I remember you say that it's not about the freedom, it's about the conversation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and this idea to uh, to don't just self uh, don't feel free just to be free just to be heard as well give us a like anchor where we can be ourselves and mm-hmm. I, I I take that conversation in the beginning what what Alex was saying I agree mm-hmm. well put I think that a good embrace has clarity to it and clarity permits us to be more free hmm. yeah nice. yeah i would agree i would agree well wow this is very deep <laughs> this is like yeah I know. we are getting serious what what's happened the, the the drug is gone we need to keep smoking more then. Sorry. sorry guys i'm i've i, I fell asleep to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> i thought i heard somebody yawning before Oh, like, oh, great. I, I thought I heard someone flushing the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Flushing the toilet uh, or Adam's applause. I don't know. There's somewhere in between. Yeah, the same How thing. many people are listening to this? Just the four of us. Just the four of us. I don't think there is many people. <laughs> so we can say... <laughs> We can talk about everybody, somebody from uh, Montreal, somebody from so, Portland, and nobody will notice. The interesting thing is, right now there's 22 people listening, but throughout the night, the number has gone up to like 70. But then uh-huh. the next day, I always see like a huge bump in the downloads so between like 100 and 200. So I think, because I, I publish it afterwards, so I think a lot of people, which I like because I don't, you know, I personally... Would like to have so, the flexibility to listen to things when I want to. So twenty-two people, and how many people are on the planet? <laughs> thanks, Alex. This is All our right, popular well, reality. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know because I'm in quarantine. So for me, there's just me in the world. <laughs> for me, that's how I always live. So that's nothing's changed. <laughs> I I challenge Alex to get twenty two people in his hundred and forty seven hour seminar. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, maybe they just on, on, on that note, I'm off to bed. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, are, Good riddance to you. Don't want to hear. Don't want to hear about tall and short. <laughs> oh, so shit. how many how many questions was that? Was that four? Was that? That was more than five, I think. Oh, it was more than five. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. a question. Oh, yes, sir. I have lots of questions too, but go ahead, Marcela. I it's all a question that I always wanted to ask a tall guy because when I walk and I see all these tall guys <laughs> dancing, he's done with tall and short. But so far, I am. I am. I'm, I'm so jealous. I need, I need to. Come on. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a it's an existential right. question, my friend. Left and right. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead, and then we'll get to left and right. <laughs> no, seriously, when you're dancing in the milonga and you're the tallest, and you see all the little heads around you. <laughs> <laughs> How is the navigation there? How does it see the navigation? But it's, 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 makes sense. It's easy. <laughs> Do you see easy. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Is it I, like driving a big rig on a highway? It's. I've never <laughs> driven a big rig. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I mean, I didn't drive yeah. a big rig, but I have an RV and I could, I sit up really high. And yeah. you can see so much further ahead, and you just have a great vista. Yeah, no, so it, I, I mean, guess... it's, it's it's nice not having to be able to deal with like not seeing to my right, about you know having my head in an inappropriate place on my follower's body. You know, it's just a lot of things I don't have to deal with, which is great. I mean, I can't complain. But you know, the flip side of it is that you know follower is getting my belly and not my, you know. The center of my chest, so you're getting you're getting half a torso hug. <laughs> but it no, is so all mean, party, I, I no business. Complain. It's it's awesome being tall. I can't complain. I don't know. I can tell my the size of the size, my side of stories. I try to avoid always to stand up close to a tall guy because if I dance in and there is a tall guy close to me, I feel really like. You know, like, hey, look into the guy to the side. Like, wow, you're well, so tall a, and here, then gets scared. Here's, here's a question. Because I love dancing with taller women. Because I find something, uh, when their center of gravity is higher, I find it much easier to dance with them. So I'm curious, Marcelo and Alex. Well, Alex, you're, not, you're never going to dance with somebody taller, I think. But <laughs> Well, my, my wife in heels is about my height. I remember you. Yeah, I remember how, yeah. like, when I... when. When I met her, I was like, hey, look at that. He found somebody his height. That's smart. That's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that was the reason, but <laughs> um, but I do. No, I was just saying, though, I do like the way dancing with taller women feels because when their center of gravity is higher, it's just very different. I'm curious, Marcelo, since you're the only one. <laughs> Adam, you're Normal. Fine. Normal. <laughs> oh, fuck Normal. you guys. <laughs> For me, the sensation, is, I don't know if it's a center of gravity, but for me, the sensation is that I have more space. When it's an asakada, feels such a pleasure. Yeah. I mean, this is the sensation of, of, of room to, to express ourselves. Yeah, this is the are, you, are you saying well. you don't like dancing like with me and Chico? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said room. I didn't say like. I said, this is more like, you know, when you are in a, like... Like in your house alone and nobody's there. Like for instance, now you have this sensation of room. When so, I first Adam... danced with Ramu's wife Yulia many oh, years ago, oh yeah, she's tall. I she is tall. Lead cicadas. I could not lead cicadas up until that moment, 
and when I danced with her, I think it was in some marathon, some fucking shit. I don't remember. I remember dancing with her, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have so much room for cicadas," and <laughs> I just went bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told Chico, I was like, "I feel like I can just walk right in." Like, <laughs> I bet she loved it. I loved it. I'm sure no, you she... loved it. <laughs> we, we, I think we, we always, well, she and I always enjoyed dancing with each other for, for, the, for probably for that reason. I don't know why, but yeah. So Adam and she's and amazing Marcelo. DJ too, huh? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam and Marcelo, you're mm. fired from Sunday class. No. <laughs> <laughs> As why? my teaching partners. Because you can't find room dancing with me. Oh. No, I don't find room. I have, I found spicy dancing with short ladies. We're this, all the same height this. in this world, baby. That's true. Ah, guys, we're I just put a video talking about. I found a video, amazing video of, of Milonga. So check it out later. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah, for our listeners, we have a class on Sunday, and we're going to be examining. The song Asia Isasi, as interpreted by Osvaldo Icoca, and we have yet to determine the second couple yet. So check that out. Check that out. Well, I think we're going to finish up because we started earlier last week so we could end earlier, but then we end up staying later. (laughs) (laughs) This never works well for us. This is Alex's fault. There are still We're... 21 people left. These people that are left should, should, should join so... my 145-hour walking series. Exactly. Endurance. So can you tell them a little promo about this left and right? Left and right, yeah. So I, I wrote a book called, well, first of all, you got the name and premise of the new book totally wrong on the Facebook event page. The book is entitled Right and Left, A Complete Guide, not Left and right, an introduction guide to the basics of walking volume one. Well, that's and, and because... this is important for several reasons. First, the right comes before the left, and that's not a trivial distinction. But I, I wanted you to let me just explain why. Because I intentionally, and Chico knows this for many years of working with me, I intentionally announce things wrong so that people remember it. Because then it has to be corrected and it leaves more of an imprint when you say something wrong and then you get corrected in front of everybody. Yeah, but then if they want to buy my book on Amazon, I'm going to find it. They're going to they're going to get sounds... someone else's book, left and right. Mine is right and left. You're going to confuse everyone. But, but do you well, explain? Do you explain why right is before left? Of course. I think that's on page 312. No, no, the first 200 pages are on the right, and the second 200 pages. Are on the right. Second, <laughs> it's not a book about walking. It's about the difference between right and left. Oh, it's and directional. Third, it's, and third, it's not an introduction. It's a complete guide. <laughs> is it at all political in any way? And it's it's, it's political. that you don't spread oh. misinformation, especially Bruce bought this the time wrong of book. directional crisis, you know? <laughs> right Bruce and left. The other one. Right, and right and left. left. Right and left is, so So I wrote the book, and right and left is is, is kind of fascinating when you when you get into it. So that's another thing. That I, that I began Googling after doing this joke with, with Oliver, because the first thing was, well, is C a better note than D? And there's not a lot of information about that on the, on the web. So then I thought, well, what do people have to say about left and right? And 
I got into, there's, there's a book called The Philosophy of Right and Left, Incongruent Counterparts and the Nature of Direction. And it's a collection of essays that philosophers have wrote over, over the years, starting with, with Kant and, in 1768 about rights and lefts. And, and sort of the, the most interesting takeaway is that like our hands are incongruent counterparts. And what that means is like they're the same shape but no matter how you turn them in three-dimensional space, you can't superimpose one on the other, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you think like the hands are the same and this is the right and this is the left, but I, I challenge you even now to like, like try to describe to me if you just had the right hand and left hand in space, how would you describe the difference between the right and the left without using the word right and left? It becomes kind of complicated, right? Not left. really. Yeah, how do you explain the Not difference? Not really. So if your palm is facing down and your thumb... Uh, <laughs> the conversation is I going see. somewhere really strange. Chico, well, now, we're, now we're getting into up and down, Chico, which is a totally restart. different... Which hand, which hand are you talking about? I haven't finished yet. You can't use the word right or left to describe the right or left I hand. I know, I know. That's, why, I, that's so why, why I got stuck. <laughs> that's why I got stuck. So... Your, if your thumb is on your left... <laughs> oh, it's that one. No. It's that this one. one or that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one or that one, right? It becomes difficult. So, so you see that like, they're, they're like the same shape, but they're, they're incongruent, right? Unless you're in like four dimensions or you use Mobius translation, uh, then you can superimpose the two. But in regular, I mean, for most tango classes, we describe things in three dimensions as to avoid confusion so and then there's the perspective problem as well when i face you my right is your left and when a, so when a leader leads a sidestep to their left the follower moves to their respective right right mm -hmm. we in agreement that's easy but what about when a leader rotates their own their own torso to the right so you're just standing straight up and down and you rotate so to your right this Does is what's always stumped me am i moving backwards to my left or forward to my right well, let's say if you're just standing now and all, all our, oh, 22 listeners, see, this is, see, this is more captivating <laughs> than short talk. We got one more. Tom, Tom, yes, one more. Let's like, go. He's like, I don't know about the short talk, but well, this Alex, right is getting fascinating. Because when Marcella was our guest on Five Questions, we only had like 20, 20 listeners. So you're oh. doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, you can all you can all try that. <laughs> However, you're listening for for our 22 listeners, <laughs> you stand up right and you turn your body to your right, right. So you turn in the direction of of your right hand, right. Are we all clear on that? That, mm -hmm. that yes. makes sense, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So correct. When you do, can this you say in correct tango, instead of right? <laughs> yeah, <correct. laughs> that's why I said so, correct. <laughs> so stepping side to side is easy, but in tango, when the leader rotates on their own to the right. Does the follower rotate to their respective right? No. Like, like two gears grinding together? But no. It's not, but it's not your reflection and what a mirror would do. If you rotate it to the right in the mirror, your, your reflection would rotate to the respective left, like two gears mm -hmm. moving smoothly together. Right? So that's yeah. another kind of puzzle. What in, in tango, if I just stood here and I said, follow me, and I turned to my right, would you turn to your respective right or left? Left. Are you my, are you my mirror or are you my crazy mirror? Crazy mirror. Crazy mirror would do the opposite. That's true. They would go yeah. in a complete other in a, direction. 
If you looked yeah. in a mirror, if, if you raised your right hand and your reflection raised their respective right hand, that would be a crazy mirror. Exactly. That would be disturbing. That's what I mean yeah. by crazy mirror. It doesn't follow the same rules that a, that a mirror does, right? Mm-hmm. And so speaking of mirrors, here's another one. I don't know if, if all of you have a mirror or maybe you can just imagine you're standing in front of a mirror, right? This is interesting. Say, one moment, say, I go to my mirror. One moment, one moment, I'm okay. going to my mirror. <laughs> Check this yeah, out. Yeah, like this everybody is... listening, all 20, oh, we're up to 24 now. They're 24, mirrors. because stuff is getting, getting The word strange. is spreading, dude. Phones are so, ringing. <laughs> so first we had this puzzle of we can't, if we just had two hands in space, it's very difficult to describe the difference between the right and the left hand without using the word right and left. Right. We, we all know the difference between the right and the left hand is with respect to our body. But and if you just had them in space, it'd be very difficult to describe. So now we're on to this mirror puzzle, which is if you stand in front of the mirror and let's say you part your hair on the right, your reflection parts the hair on the left. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their respective left. So the mirror confuses right and left and messes with it. Right. But when you stand in front of the mirror, your head is up. And your feet are down. So somehow the mirror has figured out how to confuse right and left, but not up and down. And why is that? So then, then you try to trick the mirror and you, and you lie down on your side, right? And, and so you think, okay, now I'm on the side. Now I'm really going to trick the mirror because now my part, my hair is going up and down. So it should be the same. But you realize that your reflection still has the part of the hair on the left side. And your head is to the east and your feet are to the west so somehow it's not confusing left and right now and uh, and it is confusing up and down so, so how many psychotherapy sessions do you go to a week <laughs> <laughs> you have somebody no, you can but, talk to about all this right <laughs> but it started as the joke book but but when you really dig into right and left it's kind of fascinating and it's it's also difficult right are you left-handed or right-handed i'm right-handed are you Which one majority is that? right-handed or do you do some things left-handed? Um, right-handed. What do I do okay. left-handed? Oh, yeah, right-handed. Everything right-handed. So you haven't figured out how to describe hands, and now we're wow. left with this mirror puzzle. One way I can describe <laughs> puzzle, hands right? is I can say, Alex, what do you do everything with? That hand or that hand? Well, that hand. But you still well, don't you know go. which one. Because <laughs> he could be a lefty. <laughs> so then we get into the body and we say that people are more or less symmetrical left to right. Except when you look on the inside of the body, uh, the same isn't true for our innards. The heart and stomach and spleen are typically sit to the left while the liver and gallbladder kind of are to the right. right? And that's the usual setup. So you could mm-hmm. argue that we can define left and right in the body by this internal asymmetry, right? We could say, take a step to your spleen or, or towards your liver. But <laughs> the problem with that is that about one in every 10,000 people have a condition called situs inversus. I knew it. It's where true. The, where those <laughs> organs are reversed, like Donnie Osmond Shit. has it, and so did James Bond's adversary, Dr. No, because he once survived a murder attempt because his would-be Fictional assassin. Fictional character. Stabbed him in the left side of his yeah, chest. Yeah, no, nobody and, said Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond uh, has the this, this spleen and liver on the opposite side of his body. One in every about 10,000 people have this. So we can't really define right and, right and left by the 
internal organs of our body, which... And some people have more than one spleen. Yes, so... But we're not... So but how would they even write. know their organs are in the wrong spot? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't, but if you said, okay, Tango class, let's do an ocho to the side of your spleen, one in every 10,000 would go the wrong way. <laughs> no, because they may not know their spleen is in the wrong spot. That's my point. Exactly. I, I, I think if you knew your heart was on the right side, I think you'd know that, right? That you Correct. Know, yes. Right? Correct. I mean, maybe not your spleen. Pooja says, actually, you can describe them by saying if the front of your body is facing north, there is a hand to the east and west. You can then differentiate them. But you do have to use something else as a point of reference. That's true. Yeah, I have smart friends, Alex. That's true. So if that's what that's what can't believe that you have to that the space is important, not only the objects in relation to themselves, but the space itself is is important. And so in using east, west, north, and south makes sense because you can tell a whole class take a step to the north if everyone knows agrees on on what north is. What north is, which uh, or... people might have more problems with knowing where north is inside a dance studio. Than, well, you could relative right then and define it to. I have a dad joke wall for you, with Alex. The windows versus wall with the. I have a dad joke Inverses. for Alex. Okay. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. I can agree with can't. <laughs> Do you agree with can't? I can agree <laughs> with can't. You can. <laughs> you can. I I think I think he had important contributions. About you morality. Came up in here morality without your, I'm gonna morality without religion. All night long, and I have only heard one or two dad jokes, so I thought I'd. Is magnetic north changing? I don't know. We should come up with magnetic left. How about that? <laughs> so then, I was thinking. There are a lot why, of nerds on this show. Why do? <laughs> now we the, only the got twenty. The comments are blowing up all of a sudden. All of a sudden, <laughs> after two hours of talking about life and tango. Wait, now everything's freaking out. But but those twenty <laughs> listeners are also getting their friends, and they're like, "You got to check this out. This is." <laughs> you thought Ozark and Tiger King were awesome. This guy's talking about left and right. So, and to that, what what you mentioned, uh, uh, Alex, I can tell you, it's something interesting. They they this theory that the as I don't know how many million thousand years ago, the many things that were reversed in the earth. So it makes sense what we are saying. To describe right and left is kind of tricky according to the time, according to where you are. It's a really interesting subject, actually. Yeah. How about how about turning clockwise and counterclockwise? Does that get rid of the right-left problem? Mic drop. You, <laughs> I mean, again, you, you got can, him, but, Carol. But for example, when you are turning, say you're a leader again, and you're rotating clockwise, right? Right. Uh-huh. And, and say you're, you're not leading a Molinete around you, but you're just turning about your own axis, like as if you're pivoting the follower. If I was just standing in front of you without the embrace and I uh-huh. turn clockwise as a follower, would you turn clockwise or counterclockwise? I, th- I think I go clockwise. That's what I'm just trying to figure out. I, th- I think about, I think I am going clockwise too. You are going clockwise well, too. But if you were, if you're doing that, then you would be crazy mirroring me, right? No, so, I don't think so. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, yes, you will be crazy mirroring. No, Caroline, Caroline, do you have a mirror? You need a mirror. Stand in front of the mirror and turn your body to the right. Your image, or clockwise, your image will be going counterclockwise. That is a mirror. 
Well, wait, wait, no, 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 I'm standing in front of a mirror right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me too. And, and I'm now, and I'm turning clockwise, clockwise like a little Russian dancer, you know. Right. And your image is doing what? My image is going with me. It's Russian. Your image, but what direction is your image turning relative to them? Well, if I turn around and face where I was and turn around the way that other person, me before, was going, I am also going clockwise. No, but... But you're, you're talking about dancing. You're talking. You're talking about dancing in shadow position now, right? No, facing. So you're facing me. And I'm, I'm facing you. You're standing in front of me, okay? I'm yeah. facing you, uh -huh. and you're going clock like to your right, which would be clockwise, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. from above, yeah. Okay, and and I'm going to my left, right, which was, right, and that I'm still going in the, aren't I still going in the order of the clock in time? No, if you are, no, if someone was looking from above us, they would say that I am going clockwise and you are going counterclockwise. Mm -hmm. So you are yeah. crazy, Mira. That's true. But in tango, sometimes we do crazy mirror movements, and sometimes we do mirrored movements, right? Right. I'm not true? sure about. I'm. I need. I need someone to make a drawing okay. for me. Okay. Like for example, if you do the espejo americano, right, as a leader, you the are americano. rotating, right? The Amer you know that move, right? The leader. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the mirror. Right, yeah. But so, uh, does that even turn? Uh, yes, because if I'm facing the mirror and now I go to do the Americano, I need to turn to my left 90 degrees, at least my feet, right? Okay, okay. you mean like, like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm standing sideways to the yes. mirror, and, and now and I will turn and be facing the mirror? And so I'm rotating 90 degrees counterclockwise, and in order for you to do the Americano correctly, you need to turn clockwise 90 degrees, not counterclockwise. But what if I wasn't doing the Americano? What if I did it on the, like, did it, did it in crossed instead of parallel? Well, I mean, if you are turning, <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it in cross system, then you're taking an open step. So you're not really rotating at all. You're rotating in the previous step, right? So it's not a crazy mirror. How call it that? How we can call that now? The espejo is a, is a mirror, a regular mirror. When we do the Americano, we are, it's also called the espejo because mm -hmm. the follower is doing a mirrored motion to the leader. Yes. That is what a mirror would, what your reflection would do. But that's not always the case. Sometimes when the leader turns, the follower turns sort of like a puzzle piece with the leader. Does that make sense? No. Well, well yes, because sometimes the leader doesn't even take a step. Yeah, so if I'm just standing, let's say with my weight a little split, and I turn counterclockwise, you'll probably turn counterclockwise with me. But I can lead you in such a way that when I go counterclockwise, you go clockwise, right? Either way is possible in tango. Yes. Make sense? Care, we lost Carol, so I'm responding yes. <laughs> We've only got 18 <laughs> now. Our numbers are doing <laughs> I'm just she's doing, too. She's doing the, 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 the mirror. I was practicing, I was practicing was here. Practicing. I was concentrating. 
I just think that, that I'm oh, well, turning, you know, like, he went to his right, you know, like, I can just imagine, like, let's say you're just standing there on your left leg, and you cross your right leg behind, and you swivel, right? So you're turning to the right. But me, uh, I'm facing you, and I'm doing my little Molinetti thingy. I, I'm, Molinetti going, thingy. I'm going clockwise as well, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, but that's a Molinetti. That's a different movement entirely. If I rotate, if I turn to my right, and you were doing a Molinetti, Oh, I thought yeah. we were talking about Molinettes. No, just standing in front of a mirror, facing the mirror, and <laughs> rotating around your spine, right or left. No Molinettes. Well, that clears that half that an hour clears up. That clears that half. Okay, that is why. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about walking. That's That gets complicated. We're just on left and right. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you guys I are, thought it was... Oh, okay. So now we got pivots if, and walking and rotation. If we and... say if we say turn to the left or turn to the right, I thought we meant a molinette for me. No, rotate around our spine, just facing the mirror, right? Just standing like you're oh, okay. serving oh, yes. the, a different order think... to the same person. <laughs> I think this book needs to come with a mirror, Alex. Oh yes, a little pull-out mirror. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like a crazy one and a normal one. Crazy have you? Normal. Do you already have a project, an idea for your next book? Well, it's uh, left and right. No? Well, there was the previous book, which was Toe and Heel. Oh, there's a Toe and Heel? And that sold a million copies. Yeah, Toe and Heel. <laughs> That's very important, right? We, spend, we, don't, we don't spend nearly enough time on whether we should walk with the heel or the toe. That sounds very controversial. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I wrote a book on it. Heel, heel and toe. I think Amazon is selling right now. That's it. I think I their employees see, are going on strike from all the demand. <laughs> and the book is right and left, a complete guide, not left and right. Right and left. Right and left. My Lord, that was hilarious. <laughs> I can't imagine I we were gonna finish the, you know I thought we were going to finish this like 45 minutes ago and then we got into the topic of right and left <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine all of us all we're of us like going to the mirrors and amazing <laughs> we're 16 now I mean the man teaches 147 no, I, I, hours Adam 45 minutes is nothing that's true it's just a drop in the bucket <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay guys I, I i i leave because i need to go to the mirror again the mirror again to check oh, if i see people uh, dropping like flies so the 16 people that are left my 145 hour walking series that's for you that's that's determination <laughs> and work ethic exactly and, and complete on... boredom <laughs> We're working on endurance right now. All right. Yes. Any other right well, left questions? I could go no, on all night. No. <laughs> Apparently. <I'm very> clear. <laughs> you were so like you were very quiet until we got onto this topic. Oh, it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> you should have asked more right and left questions in the five questions. So. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about five times. Talking about right left. This is how they choose as well the the dogs in the training. When they they in the when they are like puppies, 
they call them. If the first step that they do is a right, it will be easy to train. If the step, the first step, they will they do it with the left. They just, they are going to be alphas and they will not try to to train them. This is how they choose the the dogs. That's exactly. me, baby. I'm a lefty. Thank you. And that's 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 referenced uh, in the book too. That's why right comes before left. Oh, it's important. That's how I choose my students in general. I am a lefty. And I tell them all to take a step forward. If you take a step forward with your left, you're out. You're out. That's it. <laughs> well, no now good. we know that is... the secret. All right. No, it's true. I'm a lefty. That's because nobody chose me. <laughs> I go with the left I'm all the left. time. <laughs> but oh, you open the salida to the left, don't you? You mean don't have to stop and think for a while. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it starts with like, the right. <laughs> Everyone's Not afraid to answer. <laughs> I know. I had to like, I got so. <laughs> Why don't you take this one, Michael? Um, you start backwards. You as far start as backwards. No, right? no. People don't start backwards anymore. Well, That's it depends old. on the generation. No, come about, on. Course, but I do. <laughs> I because I'm old, that's why. Well, no, Nito actually said that he starts left. No, but he then... didn't. I thought, I thought, I'm trying to he remember which He taught everything with right starting to the Back? one of the basic, yeah. Okay, then there was another old guy that started everything left. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds horrible, but... Because no, I remember just... some teachers saying like, no, 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 they do it this way, but I do it this way. No, they do it that way, but I do it this way. Ah, uh, they all did that. You well, know, just, so I do the just... Salida left first. I do the Salida back first. But have you read the book? <laughs> I mean, if this you haven't read is, the book, is... you really can't be an authority on which foot to start <laughs> first in the Salida. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, this is no an important gonna, question. No, no one's going to think you're credible. So, do anyone before reading your book, do they need to learn if their spleen is on the right or left? No, that's not a prerequisite. Is this a requirement? It's good to know. But what about know, from but... the what about from the follower's perspective? Because whatever yours right is, <laughs> what is the spleen even for? I know. Well, it's all about perspective. That's. I mean, have you read Kant's essay, the argument of? 1768 that's i would start there <laughs> google google can't that's Can. that's how you should start your next beginning 1768 yeah. you should start it with everybody reading <laughs> just really blow and that, the, the awesome that's thing a good is, one so, or something so so this book this the, like the only book it's called the philosophy of right and left incongruent counterparts in the nature of direction it's it costs $81. It has no reviews. <laughs> like no one has bought it. I'm, gonna, I'm it. Googling it right now. The philosophy on right. Now the question left. is, which, which leg do you start, Alex, when you dance? Which leg do I start? Which the is your first leg. step? I start with the one, and this is important, the one that does not have weight. Because it's much... <laughs> easier than stepping with the one that has weight he actually and did cover that in the um online I, yes my 12-hour yeah. walking series i made yeah, that I very that. clear that if you try <laughs> to step with a leg with weight on it you're gonna have problems i'm gonna go down Muy importante. rabbit hole dude i'm on the website of the philosophy of right and left incongruent counterparts in nature of space I've... Yeah. 
And Adam will be the first one to do a review. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to levitate after this is all over. If you, if you haven't fallen asleep from listening to me in this podcast, you can go read that essay. <laughs> you have a good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm doing it. All right. Well, this has been very enlightening. Are we done? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just getting going. Are you trying to hang up on me? That you can just start. Is that, is that how you treat all your three, guests? He's also three No, we hours usually treat them much better, so. actually. <laughs> We're fucked. I got all this information, and you guys just don't care, like about left and right. Rebecca wants no, more. No, it's just like it's. Wait, too is much that who Potato Poodle is? Once. Potato Poodle's our friend Rebecca. Which Rebecca? She's... Rebecca I don't think you've met her. I will keep her last name anonymous in case, because she, she's obviously wants oh, okay. to be anonymous since her name's Potato Poodle. But well, I'm sorry, I, a, I skirted it out. Great supporter not, and great friend, especially right now. It's right. not Rebecca Schulman, if that's why you were asking. No. Okay. Yes, she's I'm. She's gonna... laughing and she's loving. Okay. Yeah. That's generally that's what she does at the Milongas too. Yeah, and she's always oh. there till the end, so she's definitely ready for your hundred and forty-seven hours. She's... Man. 45 and i'm i'm guess that she's in front of the mirror too right rebecca you know <laughs> pretty much you know you're all gonna like not be able to sleep tonight thinking about how do i describe my left and right hand in space because it's well i think the video of oliver's left. nightmare is actually going to come true tonight <laughs> oh my god that's so true <laughs> oh yeah that's something else that i started that's a youtube channel thing, this is kind of a side project side quarantine project of uh mr step and collect so one one is the full version of Mr. Step and Collect singing Volver. You only saw part of it in the one with Oliver. But then there's Mr. Step and Collect teaches tango, which is I think pretty decent. Anyways, you can you can check out Mr. Step and Collect I've... on YouTube. All right. It's pretty Two damn videos. good. Trucking news. You know, I'll nipple punch. What did you say? What? Nipple Puncher has That's joined. That's the name. Uh, we this is not a this is an open podcast, so anybody from anywhere so can not all come and listen. People. So, all right. So it's it's interesting sometimes. But um, <laughs> one thing I was gonna say one one of the silver linings about this whole quarantine is that it's allowed us to reconnect with some people we haven't heard from or talked to. Like Ben Bogart was on the show earlier, and apparently he has two kids. One of them's eight, and one of them's five. <laughs> 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 you knew that you just i know i'm joking that. chico that's a oh, joke you are? but we haven't yeah, freaking seen tell. him or talked to him in so many years <laughs> alex carol you know so many people margaret from halifax who comes to our classes on sundays and barbara and you know just so many people i can't think of right now that that are we're contacting and we're coming into touch with and i'm assuming you guys are as well where you are um that's just that's that's a nice thing that's that's been really yeah. cool Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> they're like, you call this connection? <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Well, thanks I guess the sentimental no! part of from... the night is over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex Krebs from Portland, Oregon, Tango Berrettin representative. It's yeah. Berrettin. Berrettin. What did Berretin. I say? I don't know. 
Berretin. There you go. It's a beautiful word. Berretin is, is, is such a poetic uh, word that we are going to express the next day. Yeah, it's a beautiful, yeah. It's a beautiful. Yeah, and if you can't pronounce Word. it, don't worry. It only took Chico 19 years to learn how to pronounce it. So yeah, I actually had to progress. practice learning how to roll it's R's. Almost like yeah. there's a. Yeah, I learned from a guy named Ernan, but then actually it was it was a different. Holy, oh, yeah, that's fucking weird. It was a different Ernan who t actually taught me. Uh, Ernan Prieto from Chicago, well, from Buenos Aires, but lives in Chicago. He he said, okay, say pero like but pero. And then say perro like dog. But when you say perro like dog, breathe out while you say it. And when you say perro like butt, you don't breathe out. You say perro. Can you and roll I your realized... R's if you're breathing in? Pardon? Can you roll your R's if you're breathing in? <laughs> no, I choke on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but That's thanks for making me try it. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> yes, you pronounce better your double R if you inhale. It's true. But I... I tried in the past to, to roll my arm without breathing. I just tried to wag my tongue a little bit, you know, and it never worked. And then when, well, when, when, yeah. when Hernan said the, the difference between perro and perro, it, was, it really helped. For all of you out there trying to, all 18 of you listening who are trying to learn how to roll your um, four of which my, are. That could be my next book. See, all these things <laughs> we can master while being quarantined. How to roll your R, a 500 page essay. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue first needs to go to the left. Then. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where are we at? Where we we're at the well, end. Well, I'm getting I'm getting texts from Chico saying we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired from laughing. Oh, oh my lord! I mean, I'm so... glad I'm tired from laughing and nothing else, but you know. I'm just tired. That's great. You notice that Carol is in silence? I, I'm still here. She fell asleep. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No. Are you She's doing the mirror thing? The mirror. Am I doing what? No, 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 no. She's still no. standing in front of the mirror. Yeah, exactly. She's going, turning right, left. <laughs> She's trying to crack this mirror thing. <laughs> hey, we're gonna. If I break I'll the mirror. stump it one day. <laughs> We're gonna do a we're gonna do a Zoom thing this Saturday if anybody wants to come. It was supposed to be our our festival weekend, so we're gonna do a little Zoom party. Oh, oh sounds that. good. Yeah, you should come. With pants or no pants? I doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's as you wish. Feel free. See, Alex, that's what that's what Chico meant by the question about the freedom. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you wear pants or not, motherfucker? That's what she was asking. It was a simple goddamn question. <laughs> oh shit. Oh dear. All right. Let's call let's call it a night, everybody. Sure? <laughs> you we, can come we, back every week, Alex. We still got eighteen people listening. I think we should see. We just like got another one. Long, We're at nineteen now. How long can we go before everyone is just oh Oh, well, you're poodle. also so three nice. hours earlier than us. So I feel like you're going to beat us all. Yeah, you have the advantage. <laughs> Marcelo, is it an hour later for you? Yes. Yes. 
But it's okay. It's like, or this is the time where I start to get ready to go to, to dancing. So yeah, I'm used to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. True, I'm gonna go dance now. I will I will join your, your meeting, Carol. I miss the guys from from okay. Montreal. So yeah, it's, it's at sure. it's at it's at nine Montreal time. PM so same as New York. Nine PM, twenty one, twenty one, like the same as New York time. Yeah. Okay. So Ten o'clock. On Saturday. Also. On Saturday, yeah. Okay. I think Pablo Inza's coming. There's a whole bunch of people gonna come. Mariana said she was coming. So which Mariana? There's like 400. Dragone, I guess. Dragone, yeah. Okay. Dragone. Dragone. There's, no there's, like, there's 400 Pablos too, right? I know, Pablo. Well, you specified Inza, but... Oh, I did? Okay. There's 400 Pablos and 400 Marianas. Well, we can continue with the conversation about right and left. That would be super okay, let's, cool. Let's keep... And let's, can let's we have mirrors? There. Is there going to be mirrors on Zoom? Oh, uh, already mirrors the image. Yes. yes, yes, you can do the mirroring in Zoom. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, we could even split it out into little breakout rooms and figure this out. <laughs> what happens if you flip horizontal the orientation of the phone while filming it in the mirror? My mind just exploded. <laughs> Alex, I don't know what you're smoking, but I want some. <laughs> this is why he doesn't smoke. Because he just fucking thinks of shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. He has a smoke machine. That's what he's smoking. That's right, yeah. I sell the oh, smoke true. machine. <laughs> I want the smoke machine. That would be smart. Yeah. Well, I'll come over and smoke in your face. I'll be your smoke machine. Okay. I'll wow. see you tomorrow, actually. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Okay, don't we're tell not, anybody. We're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I didn't tell anyone. There's only 16 people. <laughs> 17. Oh, shit, 17. Oh, no, they just 16. got off for us. It's 16. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for signing up. That we... <laughs> oh, shit. oh, my God. I sort of don't want to go, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, we're going to go. This is turned into like when you leave a milonga, and now you walk to the corner with a group of people. You've said goodbyes like 5,000 times already. But then you all end up walking in the same direction. And now you come to a corner. And then it takes another half an hour to say goodbye again. And this yeah. is where Robin Thomas is, is a master. Robin will he just, just stop. He'll just be like, bye. And he'll just fucking beeline it. <laughs> it's true. There is another. Yeah. Sorry. It's like Nora Milonga. I remember it. Yeah, sorry. Go, 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 Chico. No, 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 go. <laughs> I want to interrupt you because I'm being notified by Podbean that we're going to be cut off in five minutes anyway because we're limited to 180 minutes to do a podcast. Oh, I see. The first oh. time Just we so went you know. three hours. See what you did to us, Alex. The first time we reached right and fucking left. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started. I'm, I'm just being polite, not talking about right and left anymore. After but I, hours I'm podcast like, coming up, I'm, everybody. I'm sort of in horizontal position right now. So, my, so it's my phone. And I'm thinking about that last question. So, Marcelo, did you want to say something before we wrap it up? Yeah. 
Yes, that I want to smoke whatever Alex is smoking, and I'm going to do a review for that book too. Now I'm curious to see what the hell is that right and left, and that is say. Maybe I need Philosophy to start reason. smoking to quiet my mind. I just, I can't get enough of it, and the more I delve into it, the more interesting it becomes. Anyways. All right, guys, we're gonna be kicked off. I'd rather do it politely than rudely. So yes. get the okay. fuck. Okay. With love from New York, get the fuck. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you. Good okay. Night, Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Join us next week. Good night, everyone. 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 Well, good night. You know how we got the political left and right system?